0: Hello and welcome back to the Hypocritic Podcast. My name is Steven. Joining me today, Trent Miller, Nick Jones. We are the Hypocritic Podcast. We love movies. We love reviewing movies. Each week we pick our favorites, go through the favorite scenes, director and the cast, some trivia. I mean, it's it's a, it's a great time. Listen, if you're in for a great movie this week too, but we give a lot of spoilers. We're going to spoil the entire movie. We're not real critics, so I don't think we are. You know, um, you could give us a five stars and a review on that platform, follow us, hypocritic underscore podcast. And boys, this week, we got the ballad of Buster Scruggs. That's right.
1: Buster Scruggs. The
0: ballad of Buster Scruggs. And if you guys don't know about this, 2018, it's a satire western, Six Tales of Life of Violence in the Old West following a singing gunslinger, a bank robber, a traveling and em- uh, this is an impresario, an elderly prospector, a wagon train, uh, and a perverse pair of bounty hunters. So Empresario. it's six different uh, western stories, uh, very um, very interesting little stories, but I uh, had to, I saw this one recently and I had to pull out the hat for you boys this week. Mm. It's a Cohen Brothers film. I know Nick is mm. typically a fan of the Cohen Brothers. Really likes that really likes that style. Is Fargo the other one that was Cohen? Is that He's had multiple Cohen now? Maybe um
1: Yeah. The
2: bowling movie too.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, no is that a Cohen? Brothers? Men, Fargo. Um True Grit. We'll, we'll get into it all in the director and cast, but um Oh Brother War Out Thou, Where Art Thou, um a couple other Big Lebowski is the one you're thinking of, Trent. Mm-hmm
2: yeah
3: right. Big yeah, older people. older yeah, movie very western uh,
2: style Cohen brothers had their stamp on it for sure um uh, mm-hmm. yeah every story like set, there were seven different stories and they were all in pretty much the same time period old wild west days thank god all i'm right. in 2023 let me just start off with that uh because times oh, were wow. tough back then wow um they depicted it very well i will say those those times back in the day some
0: interesting Absolutely. stories, though, Stephen. Interesting stories. Very interesting stories, boys. I can't wait to dive into them with you. Shall we? Stop. Let's hop. Stop. Hypocritic podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's good to be back. What's How up, been? How have the weeks been?
1: Trick?
2: They've been good. They've been good. I I've been watching the. Full swing show I keep telling you guys to put on. It's fucking good. There's some good some good, uh, some good, good stuff on there that I think both you guys will enjoy.
3: That just Maybe take
2: out. a break from Bobby Does Sports. Uh, just take a little bit of a break for a highly produced, very nicely made show. Yeah, I'm sure make you'll make time for all of it. I'll yeah, make time I'm sure. for all of it. It's yeah. good, though. Very good show. Very interesting. Uh, and it's kind of like a biopic, but documentary style, I guess. So, Stephen, you'll
1: like it for sure. Nick, you'll like it, too. Yeah, or I was, I was like talking, to, I hear- talking to a guy yesterday who was saying, like, each episode follows, like, two different golfers. And then mm-hmm. one episode, like, features, like, rookies on tour. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's another episode that features, like, some of the diversity guys um, who – are kind of like inspired by Tiger Woods to be able to play the game and stuff like that. So, I'm sure it's right up my alley. Um, I was watching oh, yeah. the watching the tournament a little bit uh, the last couple days, the Genesis one in Genesis. California. Um, right yeah. before this, actually, it was great timing. John Rahm took him the dub over my boy Max Home. I think Max Home is one of my one of my new my new favorite golfers yeah but he was, i know you were saying he was close that. he was close mm-hmm. i was uh, he, um
0: i was impressed to see him leading but him and um him and um what's his name rom john rom uh yeah they're they're contenders but the thing about it is the, the field now there's so many contenders now so many and we mm-hmm. still watch tiger woods and we sort of you know hope he's gonna win a major but you know, you look at look at the writings on the wall, but, yeah, it's just interesting because back then he was dominating, and now it's just there's so many people, and it can come down to the last day, and mm-hmm. it comes down to those putts, boys.
2: You guys been golfing at all? Um, I know Steven has
1: not. Yeah, I went last weekend, finally. Um, I played with my dad, and I was super rusty. Um, it, I just have not played that bad in a while. I still broke 100, mm-hmm. so nothing to complain about, I guess, but for, like, how nice. how i've been playing like the, during the summer i just lost a lot of momentum but um i told you guys i've been playing like in a top golf league on mondays so that's kind of helped mm-hmm. me stay somewhat steady but uh, my dad's actually re-gripping my clubs right now and putting some like softer grips on them the ones that kind of came with it i didn't i didn't love them so i'm excited to get those bad boys back and play but yeah the weather's been pretty spotty here um it hasn't been ideal weather i see that you've been playing a little bit trent
2: yeah, it's funny because every time I play, I don't, I'm i guessing it gives you a notification or something, and Nick's like, it fuck does. you, Trent. You're we fucking know. out there like it's a Tuesday or something. Sometimes we yeah, chime in. Yeah, it's really like
1: Trent Miller's playing around, and it, it's like 2 p.m. <laughs> on a Monday or something. I'm like, god damn it. I wish I was but Yeah, playing. just
2: living my best life. I'm living the best life. My I'll best I'll
0: chime in a great start for the first three holes for Trent Miller. Let's see if he can hold it up for the <laughs> nine
2: yeah and getting playing better i will say there's some days where it's it's a struggle but definitely getting better it's just the mo it's just the every time you get out there it's just getting out there keep going keep getting out there you get better over time i was in a
0: practice with my dad today i'm going to send you this video he recently sent me it was a virtual a virtual uh lesson and he took a video from behind and from the side and the guy did a side-by-side comparison video with a pro and mm. and was show, and there was like generated lines like these these lines that were auto generating yeah that and like it was a really interesting lesson he he, he he i'm gonna send you guys a text with it but i'll show you the video but i think it was something you guys might be interested in as far as lessons it's, he said it was really really helpful and it kind of helped him get his swing back that's cool Steven, yeah i could see how that'd be beneficial. very
1: very anti-lesson i will say are you are you reaching a turning point here
0: Um, no, I definitely think I'd be, I'd be willing to take lessons if, if I can make it convenient and actually get some super good feedback. Like you said, like you've told me about a couple of your lessons, Nick, I don't want to just be going and like working on basic stuff and like hitting Mm -hmm. the balls. Like I would want to be doing like, I mean, not like, you know, beginner things, but more intermediate, uh, specific type of lessons. But I also think that learn, I I really want to learn how to train well. I want to, I want to, I want a lesson that could teach me, Hey, this is how you train. Like, this is what you do. This is how you set everything up. You know, this is what these are the kind of drills you want to be doing. Mm. Yeah, but um, I definitely uh, ha- insight to the virtual lessons. And we were going to go today. Actually, he ended up uh, he ended up having to back out. But we were actually going to go today and film some stuff at the driving range. So then that might be my next step is just back to the range for a little bit. Get dialed in. I need to get dialed in again. Yep. I understand yep. that.
2: It's all about anything else on the uh, on on your plate. Steven no, it's just
0: I think it's just golf. Yeah, I've been wheeling and dealing. You know, it's tax season coming up, so trying to acquire some vehicles. You know, that's the that's the busy time of year for us. Tax season. I'm at season. Nissan now, so it's um it's a busy time, busy time of year right now. It is February
2: nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. For those following along, um, we
0: all know March we're gonna get those taxes, get those tax returns. Everyone's gonna go spend them on cars. Need so <laughs> something? Hit me up. You're more Everyone than glad to help you out. A, <laughs> steven and no the but boys people. let's get into it people don't want to hear us talk about golf they're here for one thing and one thing only buster scruggs
2: that's right that's right now steven how did you decide on this movie what it just spoke to you is that what i'm
0: just you know uh, about a couple months maybe three months ago i'm cruising through netflix just right. a- pondering and this thing pops up and i say you know what the heck let's spot it on courtney and i are just sitting there hanging out Okay. Next thing you know, okay, we're into it. First one, and then it's like a new story, and we're like, oh, like, this is huh. these are like this is a different, hmm. this is like an interesting movie, and then like d- we just like didn't stop watching it until the very end. And like the next thing you know, I was like, that was a very interesting movie. It was like oh, like six great little mini movies in like one movie. Big I movie. So what you know, is I it thought it's just to have, was gonna it makes uh, you think. It made me. Uh, I still think about this movie and some of the words that were said and like. the movie is the movie is um it's um what is the word uh it starts with an s what is the word um satirical satirical right satirical and um yeah satire it's but there's actually some pretty heavy like meanings when it comes down to like some of the stuff you know it's like it makes fun of a lot of the stuff because we hear we hear about uh like old western like tales like the oregon trail and like you know playing cards and you know having gunfights and all that kind of stuff we hear all those kind of stories and they're kind of like embellished and things like that you know but you kind of step back and like you know th- there's things like that that really did happen and you know this movie is making fun of it but a lot of the uh, underlying meanings and themes were pretty heavy was cor- i was thought courtney this was gonna it. have what's up was courtney into was courtney it, into yeah she was into it yeah we were both mm. and that was another thing it's like most movies we won't turn on and like oh now we're hooked and we're just watching this to the very end but this just was one of those movies that we were we had no expectations going into it we just clicked into it and then it's so funny even the very opening scene is water i forget who sings it but a very old country so cu- country music goes back i'm sure the guy that actually wrote it is given no credit for it at all but a lot of people through country have sung that. I was an old Nashville country song, you know, even before Nashville, I think. Uh, cool Water, that's, I don't know if you, there, there was a couple different uh, interesting songs. Are you talking about moment, the one where he's on the lots horse, lots Steven? Things. Yeah, the very opening scene. So, like, he's opening scene, and like I'm like, oh, I know this song. Like, this is water, you know, this is cool water. And he's hmm. just singing a song. It's about a guy who's going through the wasteland on his mule, just, like, wishing he had water. <laughs> just, like, that's all he could think about is water. I thought but this uh, was gonna
2: have uh, Preston influence. I thought you were gonna say pressing turned me on to this movie. I, I that's why I. I did not but last
0: asked. minute I did invite him last minute to the pod uh, without asking your permission. Hope that was okay. He, yeah. He wasn't able to come, but I did say last minute he was hitting me up because he actually wanted to play golf today. We were we were gonna play golf today, and then they it came down to the too late of a tee time for me. I wasn't able to make make it at like eleven o'clock, but. Hmm. Definitely, well, Trent, um, definitely Trent, an interesting I've, movie. I'm curious,
2: Trent. Did you watch this with Lauren? <laughs> I I like the question, Nick. I appreciate the question. I will say, maybe like five minutes in, Lauren was like, "Oh hell," no. she didn't say it like that. She's like, "I am, I am not watching this. If you wanna, if you wanna watch this, I will be in the other room." And I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it another time. We can watch something else for now." And I'll watch it later. So that that's Lauren's actual <laughs> okay. reaction. That's yeah. great. And I'm assuming Rachel's I'm the sorry. same. I mean, uh, Lauren sorry. cannot do when you shoot every finger off of the guy's hand <laughs> so he can't pull the trigger. Lauren, she just could not. You mean the Looney Tunes scene?
1: The Looney Tunes scene where no, you shot no. every finger off? <laughs> um, I'm yeah, assuming Ra- Rachel's, Rachel's the same? Rachel's reaction was similar, but she she stuck it out like a champ and watched <laughs> well, the whole Well, what's funny thing, is... um.
0: Bless it was heart. even for me it's like when i see a scene like that it's not like i'm like whoa that's great it's more of like oh that's like didn't expect that and even like when he kicks like the the table up and he shoots him in the head it's like you're not even expecting it it's like part of the satirical then he's like surely joe surely joe And then he just goes into the song and you're like what the fuck is this movie like? i was like Very is, this, is this a
1: is this a musical like when it started there was so much singing involved and that, that and i love story, that it starts
0: with that act
1: it
2: kind of is had, a musical
1: oh i was just saying yeah like it first starts like each story was so different but it was interesting with the story they they picked to start and it's ironic as well that the whole movie is based off just one of the stories, the first story. It it never kind of comes back around. Like none of the stories necessarily tie together at no. you know, all. they're all they're but all unrelated. When it first started, I was like, okay, is this a serious movie or is this a is this a comedy? Like the ver- the very first scene was definitely like there was like three or four singing parts in it. Um, so I was like, okay, there's a lot of singing in this. And then clearly how the way that people were dying was a satire. I mean the guy gets shot in the head and then he looks at his hat and he's like, Oh golly. And then he like dies. And then he's (laughs) floating up to heaven with his his wings singing singing again. (laughs) And I kinda had that thought. And then there's that that other guy is a songbird too. He comes
0: up singing his song (laughs) right after he kills him. And that's like a funny thing because you hear about those uh, these guys used to sing songs and like, you know, it, there's there's just a lot of little funny western kind of country things that are just really funny about this movie. But yeah, it starts off this almost like comedy, and then it gets um, real dark, really out real there fast. Real yeah, and then it just yeah, it can get, it goes With your boy like Dudley? real dark, and then and then I love the coal the uh, gold mining scene, the gold mining segment was like probably one of my favorite. I just that, that, was, that,
1: was, dark. that was that was the, the best. That was as well. that was my favorite just because of the scenery. I mean, that that was... Oh, it was I so could, beautiful. I could look at that all day, and you could tell it wasn't CGI'd, and that that very much Oh, the deer like was, was CGI'd, shot. and that really oh, pissed the, me the, off. The deer was 100%. I mean, I don't know how you can get a it realistic It was super bad, too. To, it's like, don't
0: even put the deer in at that point. Just CGI yeah. some other shit. Don't even... It's well, going be that bad. But I, everything else was so spectacular. The terrain was very clearly
1: like the Rocky Mountains or somewhere near because that looked like some places I've been to in Colorado, and I was definitely fixated on that, but... Um, there yeah, it was it, it was interesting, references. and then
0: we'll get to them
1: later. When it got into your boy James, <laughs> you when it me? got into your boy James Franco, I was like, oh, this is why Steven likes the movie. We got James Franco, and then it was quick, quick, you know, quick scene of James, and then it goes into your boy Dudley from Harry Potter, the no armed no leg guy. <laughs> and I'm like, that oh, story. Is that who that is? is did that you catch that, that, that Steven? Is? That was Dudley? the most
0: uncomfortable story, I think. Dudley did, did you it was catch one that? of the most uncomfortable.
1: Did you catch that it was oh, it is. Dudley from Harry Potter?
0: Oh, yeah, that's 100%. Weird. 100%. Okay.
1: As well as your other but I think there were I, there may Harry have been Potter a couple different
0: end. Dudleys, but I I do know uh, this was would have been a later one. But um yeah, that was such an interesting. Yeah, it's like all these it's it almost kind of had a black mirror vibe where like you didn't really know what was going on, but every it kind of creeped up on you and like uh unfortunate and that's also why I like the gold mine one too cuz it was like one of the only ones that had a more positive ending. Every, every other one was sort of more pretty more negative. negative. Ending. Yeah, pretty <laughs> negative. But you know ending. what was funny. The uh, <laughs> I remember um, the cool water song. I looked it up, and I forget who it was by. I can I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. It's called cool water. If you search it, let me pull up my notes real quick. Sorry, people, unprofessional. Marty Robbins, and it was actually another band. It wasn't even Marty Robbins. It was another band that um actually wrote the first one, but uh, that. When I clicked into it, it said, like, um, it was an album. It was a Western album. And it said, um, I forget what it said. It said, like, gunslinging ballads and other songs from the West. Very similar to the title of the movie, which is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and other, the book, if you read the, if you saw the book in the very intro, it was said, and other, like, tales of the West or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think this may have been—I don't know—I'm just—I'm just riffing here. It may have been like an album, kind of inspired. Like, oh, this was the this was the Audible version. This this like radio album kind of inspired someone to say, oh, maybe let's do like a video, you know, film version. I'm glad you call that. You knows, I might I be—I might be a Cohen brother. I know I'm a Strata brother.
2: I was confused by the the it being called the Ballad of Buster Scruggs and just the first portion of the seven was buster scruggs everything else was like some other story not related to him and i was i was confused no i know by peanut that, butter so.
0: falcon i mean come on we gotta we can't relate titles over here people but we just got to get into it you know but um where are we at are we um, what we gotta, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> hop into stats and facts right yeah we can all right let's hop in welcome back welcome back to the hypocritic podcast stats and facts We bring you the stats, and we bring you the facts of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. First things first. All right. IMDB, 7.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 89%. Nick, what do you have to say about that? Wow. Uh, What do you, Nick Jones? You live and die by Rotten Tomatoes, and I think you actually— persuaded your opinion I, I will say separately. this is this
1: is very off brand for steven steven doesn't normally pick movies that the critics like so this is a this is a one-off did you
0: steven. or did you not submit a ben stiller meme earlier tonight
1: <laughs> i uh can't <laughs> confirm i plead the fifth
0: he did i will admit uh, Letterbox 3.6 out of 5 i don't even know what uh letterboxd is i'm right. t- i Steven, am I surprised little, i got a little tip for you tomatoes. if you think
1: trent liked this movie you got something you got something else coming i know my boy trent, <laughs> okay
0: no, i don't i don't know if trent would like it i just know you've been a fan of the color now wait a past, minute let's then you said that ben still uh, he must not i'm not speaking now, wait a anymore, but
1: if trent surprises me with this it will completely <laughs> defy all logic of everything i know about trent and his movies <laughs> Hey, oh, I'm not worried about Don't Trent.
0: pigeonhole we both me. No, we cannot please Trent Miller. Don't put okay? me in a box. Trent Miller cannot be pleased. Okay, I by have by any
1: I man. Don't I put surprising. me in a box might, like that. Nick. Have liked don't put man. me in you a box. Know. I might be getting you off my scent. No, I
0: figured uh um, I figured if I figured it might be up in the air for both of you, but boys, not, let's move on. Yeah. Keep, keep it stats on and facts. IMDb. Okay. I'm really surprised when I get a high rating like that when I don't, you know, choose it for that. Rated R, 2018, Western drama. Our first Wama boys. Wama. That so sounds, where did you where kinky. did you see that it was it was satire? Addressed because
1: there. because when I was when I was Addressed. googling it, I didn't see anything listed about a satire. Where did you see that? Was that on IMDb?
0: I think it was on Wikipedia, but it all oh, it just has that vibe, you know. I mean, you just get into it just the way it's like so fu- like. Everyone is in the bar singing about how, like, Surly Joe. And there's, like, the one guy that's, like, actually doing a great job acting freaking out about his brother just dying. Like, and I love that, too. It's like, in the same scene, you have, like, the actual real part of what's going on in it. And, like, also the embellished part about what's going on in it, too, you know? Oh, this guy killed him at a poker table, and then he started singing about surly joe and everyone's going you know it's like the embellished non-real version of it but also like the guy over there freaking out like can't believe you killed my brother like meet meet me outside right now like bring an iron like we're i'm i'm challenging you right now
1: i guess it was an interesting dynamic of something so lighthearted and this jubilant basically like bounty hunter guy and then you have this really serious situation where his brother's like a really, yeah, he acted that really well. I will, I will give that scene that. I didn't really think about that until you said that. I couldn't get past how goofy as fuck it was in that moment um, to see some of that seriousness. But yeah, now that you put it that way, I do. But it's like you do. would
0: think that normally it would just go straight in the goofy as fuck direction. But the fact that it comes back around and it just shows that brother like on the ground freaking out while everyone else is in the bar dancing and having a good time to the song, it's like. I just thought thought it was goofy as fuck. It's like they're showing both scenes at the same time, honestly. It's like, this is what, you know, American folktale tells you, but this is, like, really what probably went down in in that moment. There
1: was some Tarantino in it, for sure, where it reminded me of of, um, Inglorious Bastards, where it's, like, very serious, violent scenes mixed in with comedic relief like at one point i i actually paused it to go up to like go get some food and i accidentally paused it on the scene where they zoomed in on the guy's face after buster killed him with the board like hitting up his face Mm. or whatever and it was really grotesque and rachel was like can you please move it off this screen so i don't have to see (laughs) this guy with like (laughs) three bullets in his head or whatever yeah um so yeah and like there's other scenes too where uh you know when they're about to hang, um, what's his face? Um, James Franco, James Franco. And then all of a sudden this like arrow goes through this guy's neck and then he like tries to yeah. pull it out and then like another one goes through. So there's a few scenes like that where it's like, oh shit, this is actually pretty violent. Um, like there's a lot of death in this, but it's just Extremely. so comical at times that you, it kind of, it it's very jarring cause you're not expecting it
0: no absolutely uh before i forget though that one scene with james franco there was this brilliant couple second scene where the end like it's showing it from james franco's view but the indian is uh riding towards james franco and shoots the arrow it like whizzes right at the camera mm. right just out of the eye line yeah, that was cool and it, you see it go by and then you see it whoo, whoo, flick by and miss and then another one whoo, and I just thought I was like, wow, that's such a br-. like I I still think about that scene to this day. Was a good I'm like that scene. was such a brilliantly done scene. Just 2 seconds but like I like I every time I see that scene, like that's the most that's the the part that I'm most impressed with is that little little there, going by cuz you feel like you feel like you're part of James. And then that mm-hmm. and then that chief walks up to him and you think you think he's about to like save him in some way and the guy just gets like and, like freaks the horse out and he just starts laughing and fucking rides his horse away like Mm-hmm. he's just pretty much like fuck yeah. you and leaving fuck them him for dead then, there yeah, was too.
1: there was a little bit of suspension of disbelief in that moment because of how they didn't hear like 20 horses riding up on them and they got close enough to where they didn't even hear them like that's obviously not realistic I don't know if you guys really noticed that like they're about to execute this guy and then all of a sudden arrow just comes out of nowhere they're, and they turn around and there's like 20 horses behind them like how did they not hear them coming right but right yeah. no um, I,
0: I understand there is definitely some parts of the movie that i mean obviously it's there's i think it's just part of that thing where hey this could happen you could get you know uh these things were be, uh, indians like versus cowboys it was like a, Was a thing that was going on But another thing that I did like about it That James Franco scene specifically Was that it was very much like It looked real Like you saw the guy hop off and scalp the guy And like raise it up in the air And like everything just looked very real It just like the way they were hitting him It just looked like Yeah It wasn't It didn't look fake Like it looked like If you would have saw like a grainy video of that If they had videos of that way back in the day It would have looked how how it, It looked very real yeah, it was kind we of know, the. We don't know what it would have looked like ever, you know. It was kind of the.
2: Like I, I know what you are mean, though, Stephen. It, it looked real, but also I know what Nick means in that it was clearly some of the shit was clearly over the top fake. Like the guy, the suspension of disbelief where the guy is coming after James Franco with the pots. Like, are you kidding me? You're not gonna, you're not gonna get oh, but shot. That was so funny. Like they're gonna, that get, was, they're like, gonna get, they're like, gonna I get hit by care. the pots every these, time. These are like, shot. Are you kidding me? The, like,
1: yeah, exactly. Like these guys are such good shots that he can't. I mean, maybe James Franco wasn't as good of a shot, but literally every other person during this time can shoot somebody's finger off. They can headshot somebody from the waist, and then this guy's just wearing pots on his on his chest, and he can't hit him in the head, you know, or hit him in a different part of his what body. What I what
0: I think though, Nick, is that it's more of like a joke on the fact that like we hear these folk, and I'm gonna get into it later with um, Billy the Kid in Five for Five. Um, I got some, I got some, I got some spice on that, but. I think there was a thing back in the time where it was, like, these – some people may have, may have had stories that went down and may have embellished them, but, like, you hear about this guy, oh, he was a crack shot, he could shoot all five fingers off the guy, and, like, behind his head with a mirror and, like, all this kind of stuff during a draw, and it's like, all right, what really happened is they probably went out there and had a fight, and, like, it was just a normal fight, but, like, history, everyone, you know, the telephone game, yeah. and once it gets at the end of the line, like – but yeah, the, the first true. guy tells it. Oh, he went home. He shot all five fingers off of him. Really? That's crazy. Let's write that in a story. Like, and then like sixty, hundred years later, you know, everyone thinks it's like, it's exactly what happened. When like reality is probably like, all right, yeah. we know that people embellish. We know that even people lie. I mean, back then, like there's stories about these guys, but like, there wasn't there wasn't video of this stuff. There wasn't like, oh, here's proof that I can do it. Here's a video of it. It's like, oh yeah, I did this and I did that and I did this and like. Right. Maybe you might have had a couple encounters where you might have gotten away lucky, but it's like, then you can turn that into, oh, yeah, you know, I can do the mirror behind the head and shoot the crack shot. Like, no one can beat me. Yeah. But the, And there was, Steven, also, there you, was um, also great themes. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You know, finish that thought. I was just going to say there's just also great themes of, like, death and, like, we'll talk about it later, but the very end where he's, like, talking about how, yeah, you know, you 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 try to negotiate at the very end like oh like what happened like you don't think you can die you think that like you know even these stories you you want them to relate to you you want them to be like you you want them to be stories about you but not not entirely about you especially at the end because at the end right, they, right. there's always a demise but they're interesting stories and like you can kind of like relate to them and things like that yeah and that was a good scene it was almost and we'll and we'll talk more about that later especially in the 5 for 5 but yeah, there was just some there was just some interesting themes of death. Or like, especially Buster Scruggs, it was like he thinks he's such a crack shot and he can do all this stuff. And then this other songbird comes up. He says, "You need to count, no sir." And bam! Next thing you know, he's the one that shot. And he's like, "I think he thinks that right when he's going down. Like, you know, you couldn't be the number one forever. Like, you can't be mm-hmm. the top one forever. Like, eventually, you're gonna get shot, and it's gonna be your life. And it's like, you know, I feel like." people go through their life sometimes like, oh, this is not going to happen to me. It's just, you know, another thing that's in life. And then, you know. Stephen, with mul- multiple
1: everybody.
2: thoughts on this movie, going in multiple directions, I, I see you though.
0: I, I
1: do want to talk more well, we'll about go the into, ending because well, I, I feel like the ending, the ending conversations in the stagecoach were definitely significant. Um, I think they the, wrapped the up the themes. Movie. The themes they were talking about, about like, are all people just ferrets or not? And then, I was kind of <laughs> lost on the Frenchman's story a little bit when he was getting after it with the I can bring us back around. Divorce. I can Br- bring, bring it can back to that because I was I, I, I let's be, let's call a spade a spade here. I was done with the movie at that point. I was so checked out. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to. No, well I will say that. the first
0: time I watched this movie, I did not get because it's very um, the dialogue is very like. Very, um, Weird. I'm sure it was, um, I'm sure it was churched up a bit for us. No, it was just very like the dialogue of the time. There's words of the time that they were using yeah. that aren't common to us. Like, and I can go right. through some of them. Later, I didn't understand what they were saying. But there's a, there's the a, there's a lot of words that they talked about and I'm like going through Wikipedia and like, I've never done so much side research on like what words they were using and things like that, that I did in this movie just because I didn't understand a lot of it, you know, like a cattle wrestler, is, like, someone that is stealing cattle. That's what James Franco gets charged with the second time. Mm-hmm. He's getting, you know, cattle mm-hmm. wrestler, and But there's a cattle drover is someone that does that, you know, normally for, like, a wage. So there's, like, seri- There's little, like, words they use where I, the first... Like, when you first watch it, you're not going to understand it unless you just know those terms. But I think a, a historian that knows those terms and that appreciates it will look at this movie and be like, Oh, wow, they're, like, accurately... They're they're using the right words. They could use word different words to make the masses understand. They changed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer and the and the Philosopher's Stone to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for Americans to understand it, right? They can do stuff like that. But I think in movies like this, when they don't and they go back and they use those phrases and stuff, even even the guy that was doing the um Dudley that was doing the performances, he was using like those old Shakespeare and I'll get into some of it later, but he was using old Shakespeare and old stuff that we wouldn't even, even if it was, it was, it was talked in front of us. We had, we would have no idea what they're talking about. It's so elaborate and you can't even follow it because you don't know what any of the words mean. You literally have no idea. Can we call it?
2: 1800s. Can we call a spade a spade and call that specific segment? So fucking weird. Like that was the weirdest. <laughs> yes, sh- I, yes, I, I personally yes. thought that but was dude, the, I think the about weirdest That's segment. Meal
0: ticket. I, I don't
2: care. Okay, I think I've, it was I've, the I've weirdest s- fucking segment of any movie I've ever
1: seen, and maybe it was Shakespeare, <laughs> but he just sounded like he was All talking right, gibberish up there the whole time. Like so. So I've got a, a little bit of a segment on, or a little fact on this. So, um, apparently please, he please. begins the, be, begins the show with the poem Ozymandias. Uh, which is by Percy Shelley. He then proceeds okay. to quote from Genesis starts- chapter four, the story of Cain and Abel. Um, sonnets yep. thirty and twenty nine by William Shakespeare, and then ends with the Gettysburg Address. So he <laughs> he was Bible in. He was Shakespeare. He was, he was going Gettysburg all over the Address.
0: place. And so I also want to say he was say everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> stick to that his, very stick to one, one of Nick, them. The. Um, Shelley's poem it starts I met a traveler in an antique land and it starts with that every single time and it's weird Because you kind of see bits and pieces of that performance and you just see were like, you interested oh, right, in what the, Were
1: you genuinely interested in what was what he was saying during
0: these parts? No, and I had no idea what he was saying in those parts. <laughs> like I couldn't <laughs> even follow it even even with the subtitles on you cannot follow it because you guys right, you're like, what One the fuck we is he weren't saying
2: a- and, and so you were enjoying
0: that this is like it <laughs> No, I wasn't enjoying it. I just knew that it wasn't it wasn't relevant. I knew it wasn't relevant to the overall story. I was trying to keep up with it, but like you what you realize is like, yeah, after a while, all right, this is this is a bunch of little things he was saying. And back in the day, people knew what they were. Like people in the town would like recognize once he started it, they'd be like, Oh, this is that poem, or we we've heard that, we've seen this published. We have no idea what any of those poems were. Not only that, but we also don't know what the words mean that were back in the day. And because they're being historically accurate with a lot of the verbiage, it's hard for us to even follow. We're like, that's why when you see any Shakespeare, it's like, where the fuck is this going? We have to like decipher it like code, like to see exactly what he's saying because you really have to slow it down. And that's what I like about the last scene because I feel like the last scene does a really good job of like taking everything, but kind of like bringing it down to where like, all right, if you can just read the dialogue, you'll you can follow the conversation and understand everything. And it's very still articulate up there where you're kind of like it's pushing the boundaries and maybe a couple words you don't understand but yeah, that Shakespeare stuff. I mean, I have no idea. Like, what I can't, you can't, I can't follow any of that. If that's what you're asking. Okay, Absolutely. okay, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll
2: get to. I feel like we'll get to this. So let's keep it with stats and facts, because I, I don't want to. get I also, I'm not gonna
0: lie. That that whole scene was super weird and cringy. I'm not saying that wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I like that. The guy sees the the guy sees the other guy, right? So it goes from this guy that he's doing this act, he's getting less and less money. He goes to the other guy. He sees the other guy doing uh, the, chicken. The, the chicken, chicken, the chicken yeah. thing. You see that he buys that chicken from that guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you see him realizing, or at least by the second or third time I watched it, I, you see him realizing, oh, this chicken is a whole lot easier to take care of than this guy that's actually no longer making me money. Yeah. And I don't have to hold the chicken to piss, and I don't have to like feed the chicken, and I don't, or you know, I have to like sit mm. there and like feed it with more etiquette than you could a chicken he just has to pour some seeds on the ground and like he can right. go and make a bunch of, he saw all the people out there cheering oh like and the chicken wasn't really doing it i think there was like some kind of illusion where he was doing the bell the same time the chicken was near it and it made it look like the chicken was like doing proper math but obviously the chicken can't do math or else we would be having him as accountants right trent Something like that, but yeah, that's whole, that whole that whole scene was
2: extremely cringe. Let me just final thought on that, especially no, with the and, rock and at the end. This where he's is, This is where the, the movie.
1: But, this is officially but, where the movie lost yeah. me. Lost me 100. <laughs> percent Where I was like, no, I have and I another say, but hour I, I, and a half of this shit. This is what I have to watch, and I'm
2: glad no, they didn't it, really it they, they didn't really tie on. that one off with a bow either. They weren't like. This this is the end of this one wrapped and and here you go audience well, here's the did next one. they kind
0: of. They they kept going back to the book, so once they went back to the book, I guess, it was the end. I guess that counts. I guess that was a counts. transition scene, but it was very everything. There was a lot of implied, but I will say it was cringy and it was weird. It's not like my favorite one. Like it's not like I look at that <laughs> one, but I do think of that one. You see the guy look over the edge and you're like. You think about back in the time there were things like that that were going around trying to entertain people. And you think that, like, that could have very possibly happened to somebody that had no arms and no legs and that was kind of like a freak show thing for people back then. And they going around and, and, like, opening up, oh, this guy with no arms and no legs is going to do all these, like, you know, you, and then, like, one day maybe he's not making enough money. It's, it's just very – it's, like, they do, like, this, like, weird thing, but it's, like, this could have happened and maybe it did happen, and maybe it was inspired by something that did happen. But it's very realistic. Mm. It's it's not like you know aliens are coming down and like zapping everyone. It's like oh shit, this could have really happened. And this is very like, it's just very fucked up because you know that he's a defenseless guy that can't do anything about it. And uh,
2: I, I I just Steven, what's so funny to Steven me about Steven. it is that what's so funny to me about it is that I feel like had I picked this movie and Steven saw that scene, he'd be like Trent, what the fuck. Was that, dude? Like, why? Well, just, what I the fuck, was, Let me But tell you, now even like, dude,
1: like alien. Ex- it's not like it's not as weird as like an alien scene. So like, <laughs> this, this could have happened. Zapping so it. like, it deserves your attention and your. It deserves <laughs> no, listen. <merit.
0: laughs> Trent chose Pulp Fiction and it had the Gimp scene. Okay, I think we can all agree that was the craziest scene we've ever reviewed on the podcast. I think We're that like, was oh. a
2: no, no. I think this is crazier than that scene for sure. I don't and even think, think the remember the Gimp, gimp scene from, from Pulp Fiction.
3: <laughs> I think
2: I the GIMP to... scene, that one tied in that movie. You, quite all
0: right, recently. well, I won't forget it. But let's. Right, I we'll guys. keep going. We'll keep going here. Let's, let's I, I have move one. on to other facts before, right, before we get it. I have one. Apparently, right, this pull is pull up some other facts.
2: This is Coen Brothers' longest film they've ever directed at at 132 minutes. Ooh. That was another thing, Stephen. How long was this? Two two hours and twelve
0: like, minutes, something like that. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Apparently, it was it was, the, the, was bumping uh, too. It was the first. Uh, first project that they shot digitally too which i don't know if that means it was all cgi because Hmm. i feel like the fucking mountains in the gold mining scene looks so damn real um Uh, this might i I don't know i I think i think what
0: cgi i think what they say is like i think they take cameras out to these places that are incredibly beautiful and they film it right And Mm. then they can kind of, like, make a scene But cut out, like, the bottom portion of it And CGI the background To look like the mountains and everything Of things that were actually filmed Mm. So it's, like, actually filmed But, like, the scenes where the old man Was probably, like, done in a studio And then they had a green screen And they had, like, they can Mm. make it look You know, they can make it look right But you actually look back there And you see, like, even the owl looked real Everything looked real like besides okay, the deer so in that scene, everything looked inf- insanely real, and there's no way it could have been like they they don't they didn't CGI the trees, is what I'm saying. I think like they they filmed the trees in that that landscape, and then they just like made it look like he was there by CGI. mm Hmm. Whoa,
1: this yeah. is cool. Let me um let me share my screen really quick. If you okay, want. while you're doing so that,
2: I I heard but
0: this you guys, was uh... we had Liam Neeson, we had Tim Nelson, James Franco, um. Harry Melling. That's the, uh, I heard uh, it was filmed so, in Telluride.
2: Some of it was in Telluride. Oh, maybe that's Probably where
0: you Maybe dude, that's, this has some Colorado references the, and we're going to get into it. boys. Dude, maybe the that's west. where
1: those mountains were. I think it uh, is shown.
0: Makes me want to get a Kia Telluride.
1: Uh, the ballads wow. of Buster Scruggs was filmed in New Mexico, Colorado, and Nebraska. Um, and yeah, so probably the more the the prairie scenes were were in Nebraska, but yeah, dude, definitely the Telluride scenes must have been the gold mine because that looks so much like Colorado. um yeah. Let me see if I can share this for you. So this is kind of cool. Um, I guess this is one of the shots when one of the kind of the action scenes, and then they even show uh, a lot of the scenes here, I guess, with the, our dude. Yeah, but it says here at the top that they kind of consider it their own Marvel movie. This is on CNET and it's packed with CGI, apparently over 700 shots of digitally divly, digitally enhanced shots. They consider it their own Marvel movie. That makes
2: sense.
0: It was yeah, great. it seemed it, it like kinda it kind of goes, goes through the each scenery chapter the was and amazing. Shows it. The the it was like you could have just watched this movie in silence and you would have still probably been engaged.
2: You would have been horrified. <laughs> don't, I don't recommend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait till the reviews train, Okay, boys. I got more. we move along? I got more. All right, hop on some more. We definitely... Um, I didn't too much stats and facts research for this, but I will pull up some trivia.
1: So oh, the... Oh, the the poker hand that Buster Scruggs refuses to play in the saloon is a two pair of black aces. Whoa 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 and whoa
0: eight. whoa 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 whoa. Oh whoa, that's five,
1: five for five. <laughs> whoa whoa whoa. The very first trivia question here.
0: Slow the, the fuck down there, first.
1: bro. All right, well I'm gonna get it right. I, I am
0: back too
2: up. now that I now that I can do some homework.
0: Don't no do any homework on it, Trent. <laughs> Trent, off IMDb now. <laughs> Well, These were no longer allowed on the <laughs> Gosh, Nick, come on, slow down there, bud.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of deep cuts here in the in the um so that trivia section. That is the dead section. man's
0: hand. We're going to get into that and that's the that's the hand that he didn't Buster Scruggs didn't want to play. And I didn't know the hand either because you don't I don't know what game they were playing. They were playing some kind of poker, but you see the hand and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to play it, but I'll get into five for five. I'll get into why that's relevant and um while it's still sort of folklore, you know, going on there but okay, so I did Woo! I did confirm Nick, you almost ruined a hot boy no stop boy question. <sighs> I did, confirm did what that are you talking about? Most tuned. of the
1: most of the gold the gold canyon scenes um were actually real. This was shot in a valley an hour away from Telluride, Colorado. So that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That was freaking beautiful. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. I
0: know ride is because it's the exact opposite of where I live. So that's exact, I ha, this is exactly how I know.
1: <laughs> Nick, would you like to ruin any more of Stephen's questions? Uh, I'm good. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here.
0: I don't think you, I we'll be able to do with the uh, trivia. That was a very interesting trivia. I didn't, even fi- I didn't even find that out through the trivia. In fact, I just sort of found that out through Wikipedia. But, yeah, that's interesting that that was also brought up. I'm not surprised. But, boys, any more facts? Or any more stats that you guys want to get out on the movie?
2: Um, i good. I was going to say the President President Pierce, uh, the cat or the dog. The that dog. actually.
0: You want to talk about presidents for a second, T?
1: You know President Pierce, the dog that was barking throughout that whole. Um, yeah. Segment? I knew nothing about this president, actually. This one completely went All right, so, so let like, me tell you guys something. He's number 14. Nerd. He's the president number so fourteen. Did yeah.
0: Rachel tell you? Because this president was before Lincoln, but he was like pretty much running the abolitionist movement before even Lincoln was. Really? Because wasn't it like a lot of like didn't anti-slavery it stuff?
2: I figured it was like right before the Civil War, right? Because then Lincoln came in as the as numero fifteen, and that's when the Civil there, War really took for off. All
0: I know, for all I know, there was a president before that had even started it before, but. I was surprised to learn that he was also in all this anti-slavery stuff. And th- this is before Lincoln came in. So Lincoln, I guess, came in right after him. He was the 14th president. And it was, um, yeah, Franklin Pierce is who President Pierce is. Um... Are you sure, Stephen? Because
2: I see here it says he, on Wiki, Wikipedia, he believed that the abolitionist movement was a fundamental threat to the nation's unity. He alienated anti-slavery Ooh, groups. Steven.
0: Oh, so he wasn't an anti-slavery. He alienated it. Yeah, we, we so, need to make sure so we so get So what that happened. happened? Lincoln came <laughs> in. Yeah, and we need to exactly make sure
2: we opposite. get that one right. We That's can't be that hypocritical.
0: <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was bad. Well, I was I was a little surprised because I was like, why does this guy not get any credit if, like, because Lincoln obviously gets all the credit no, for that. No. Which you now makes more sense. Maybe So maybe he was hardcore anti. Uh, maybe he was hardcore slavery, and Lincoln came in. Did a complete 180. He, Sorry, boys. Yeah. That he was he alienated uh, quick anti-slavery Yeah. Quick research. Bad on my part. Fake news. Um, but let's move on. Any uh, any other facts here?
2: No, that was the last one I had. Why don't we get to the We, five uh, five. we also there
0: was the um. There was the oregon trail scene the girl who got rattled the woman who's you know going across with her brother president pierce same thing so there's um they mentioned something that refers to the homestead act of the oregon mm-hmm. they were gave away land out there i think that was the whole reason people were going out there in the first place yep so mm-hmm. like giving giving away free land so he's pretty much like he tells her he's like hey if we get married it's like double. We can like we can double our land out there essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can double it. Dude, the so amount of it was, acreage um, it was sort of could, advantageous.
1: The amount of acres you could get as a, a a let's well, let's call it like it is a white American back in the day. It's insane, man. Like a like it was what it was. I don't know if this is one of your questions, but I think, <clears throat> it, was I think like it was 640 40 acres. acres. 640 acres. Yeah, it was acres. like a couple hundred if you were single and then if you were married 600 acres dude like it's hard to get like an acre of land in colorado for yeah. like an affordable price like the thought of having 600 acres of land that's just crazy
0: yeah but 600 acres of undeveloped land back then is pretty much like you're focusing on one acre of land anyways well you're <laughs> farming you you know, true i mean your farming. full-time job is but farming you and, but to yeah. farm the land you literally what if like your whole acre is like on swamp like 500 acres on a swamp or 500 acres on water or you know area where like trees and trees you have to cut down all those trees then plow up the land then you can like plant and farm yeah but you, farm, you hunt, field, like, but you can hunt to be skilled but you can gotta, like have equipment to like right, get that right, right. shit down or you got to just you just have to go out to a natural oh there's naturally a field here thank god oh now we can just plant stuff and like grow on this but if you get 640 acres of like forest it's like the fuck you gonna do? You're not gonna be able to farm there unless you. It's just like-
1: crazy. It it always m- blows my mind with this stuff of how not long ago this was. Like in the grand scheme of things, yeah, like wasn't that just long. over a, just over a, just over a hundred years ago? And and this shit is going on. Like it's amazing how much society. Do they say the time period? Do they? years? Well, what? they said it was post. I I googled it. They said it was post Civil War. So it would have been like late 1800s. Okay. Yep. That's not that long ago. Not that long ago at all.
0: It's It's very weird. It's how people used to live. It's like imagine just like going from town to town in your buggy with your guy. And then it's so funny. He's like this like artist that tries to do all these Shakespeare. And then you see that one scene where Liam Neeson is just like, and then she got dead and they hunger and she got, he's singing this like drunken song of like horrible things happening and like, I I couldn't follow any of these songs. Oh my God. No, I know, but he's just like, and then it's just like, imagine living back then where it's like, we're going to go into town. And it's like, he's not even in town. Like they're just like backpacking pretty much your whole life is a backpacking trip with like horses. (laughs) That's it. Steve, I'm after reading this
2: trivia. trying to
0: improve that backpacking trip the entire time.
2: (laughs) All of those songs were like deep cut, weird references to like, I think that song you just referenced is some war in Ireland from 1690 where they King William won. Like there there's a reason for all of those songs but none of us are going to know it unless we were to like look this shit up right
0: i do feel like a lot of the songs because the cool water song was definitely an old western country song um about that kind of area going through that kind of area with no water so i thought it was really interesting yeah i think everything was very done on purpose right i don't think anything was done by accident
1: yeah five for five um yeah let's five move on for five.
0: Welcome back, welcome back. Five for Five, hypocritic Podcast, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Boys, got some heaters for you this week. I hope you warmed up. I didn't see either of you in the dugout done with some practice pitches or hits or doing any dips, so we'll see if you guys can handle it. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna practice
1: in the dugout, Stephen. Yeah, Steven. I'm gonna <laughs> knock these out of the park.
0: Okay, first one is a quote question. I'm coming out the gate with a curveball, boys. You weren't expecting it, I already know. Who says you can't be top dog forever? Was it James Franco, the old man Gold Pan, Pan Shot Guy, <laughs> or Buster Scruggs? I hope you guys know who I mean because Buster Scruggs are the only name. James Franco I don't know that guy's name. The old man I don't know the guy's oh. the old man from the gold pan <laughs> and pan shot guy. You guys know pan shot guy I'm assuming. You don't
1: yeah I know all these people. Yeah. I think I know it if you want to go ahead Trent.
2: Um, I'm pretty sure I know that. I, think it. Oh, I really gave but, this away ahead, earlier it. in the show. <laughs>
3: um,
2: I believe it's Mr. Nick? Buster Scruggs. I don't know who it really
0: is. You fools! Buster it was well. the old man gold pan. Just kidding. It was Buster Scruggs. All right, let's move on. Okay, I was about to say, <laughs> okay. what are you
1: talking about? Yeah, Stephen, you literally talked about that scene in the beginning, and you're oh. like, you know, like you can't be a talk dog forever. Remember that scene? <laughs> did, oh, did Buster I? Scruggs. Yeah, 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 he did say
2: that. <laughs> yeah, you did say yeah. that. Um, did.
0: All right, so another bu- one more Buster Scruggs. Which Buster Scruggs has which voice type? Is it falsetto, tenor, baritone, or bass? Yeah, he said Was says this it. stated?
2: Yeah, was this said?
0: Which voice what type? type? Of voice so falsetto, tenor, baritone, okay, yeah, re, re, or bass? Re, re to me. Nick, I
1: think I think I know. It was, t- uh, sorry, tenor, bass, get falsetto out of here. You can't fool a trussetto <laughs> with the falsetto, the sign of the voice type, so get that shit out of here. Don't tell Trent. Uh, what were the real answers? Bass, tenor, no alto? alto? Baritone, Alcetto, and uh, tenor, bass. baritone, and bass. And, um,
0: Nuh-uh, I feel like no, baritone and not, bass Scruggs. are the same
1: thing, so... I'm gonna go. Te- I'm gonna go. Tenor, tenor is the highest. Baritone, like baritone is the
0: middle. Bass is the lowest. You'd have to get real low. Alto I thought falsetto is the was the highest, highest. Tenor is it's, the middle. Really and baritone
1: type, is the basis. Well, falsetto yeah. is the highest. I mean, it's no. False falsetto is like a type of. No, dude. Falsetto is a is like.
3: So you, can, so you, like, you
1: Michael Jackson? Can falsetto any yeah. other yeah. voice. That's types. like a, a a voice type exactly so it's not it's not right oh you uh, can falsetto alto a, is was the highest a bass yeah it just sounds just like a baritone. i played i played alto saxophone and then i played tenor saxophone there's alto sax tenor sax baritone sax check me on that um Try i'm gonna it. go tenor i don't know if that's right but i'm going tenor
2: yeah so i'm pretty sure he did not sound falsetto he did not sound bass baritone your boy played in band. He didn't sound like that. I'm going tenor as you well. You boys
0: were wrong. Ooh, it was baritone, Trimolo's which I am myself a baritone. So, if you want any reference, I listen to my voice. How do you know that? But wow. yeah, I was in chorus, and um, you know that. Teacher told me that I was a baritone. Shout out. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Let's, let's move on. So, um, the weird guy that you guys love, Dudley. No arm guy. The actor. What yeah, was his him. name? Yep. Mm-hmm. What was his he name? He was great. Professor Harrison. President Pierce. Actor Noah. Or Instructor John. Professor One more Harrison. Time, President Pierce actor noah or instructor john i'm gonna guess a trent it, uh which was Professor what Professor harrison was a okay
2: i i'm gonna go C. actor, actor noah. noah i
0: stumped you trent nick you got it right actor no I just Damn, made that up at the yes. last minute seriously I don't know Why I have was no a idea. professor is I thought it was the, a I didn't and I saw the sign and then I was like which one is I was like okay this must be professor Harrison and I did some more research and it was professor Harrison he was the main act all right now oh, yeah, another okay. quote another My quote he, question. he was something I, I believe Who says negotiate the passage? This is from the last scene. Was it the trapper, the woman, the reaper, or the Frenchman? And when I say reaper, I mean the guy. There was a team of reapers, but I mean the guy on the left, not the guy that sings the song. Yeah, the guy with the mustache. The The trapper, the woman, the reaper, or the the, uh, Frenchman?
2: What was the what was the quote?
0: Negotiate the passage.
1: I think I know it, Trent.
2: Um I'm going to go with the Nick. Frenchman.
1: I believe it's the Reaper when he's talking about them, like, negotiating
0: life and death. It was, Nick. It was. Yeah, and that was very interesting because Mm. he said, he said, I come over here with a story. They're like bounty hunters. And he said, yeah, I come over here with a story. Ooh, look at me. Look at me. There's a thrilling tale that I'm going to tell you. And then the other guy, I guess, goes around and just hits him in the head with a club and kills him. And he said that he likes watching them in those last moments of life, like trying to like figure out why why they're in that Mm -hmm. position when they like have lived their entire lives thinking that it was never possible and then now they're actually experienced like, oh yeah, like now I'm dying and I I never thought I would. I thought I was the best at, you know, doing what I do and now here I've just been thwarted and now Mm -hmm. could I have changed it? And, like, you probably think, like, it's probably really clear right away. Like, oh, damn, yeah, this is probably – I could've, this could have been avoided. Could have been avoided. <laughs> now I see clearly. All right. Was that four? I think was that, that four was four. Five? That was four. We got a couple more questions. Got those – I'm going to ask this one last, last one. one. I, I, I've got a, I've got one little backup. It's not even oh, that good. Backups. In fact, I just switched it out for this one because it's more interesting. Because of you, Nick, the Colorado resident over here. Where, which Colorado city are they going to in the mortal remains? Which is the very last scene. They're heading to Fort Morgan, okay. Sterling, Big Springs, or Breckenridge, bro. <laughs>
1: Sorry, one more, one more. Can you repeat the Brecken- question? Are they going to Fort Morgan?
0: sterling big springs or what probably hasn't been made yet breckenridge
2: breckenridge that's hilarious this is the very and, la- and last group scene. of people is
1: this the last group
2: okay. i know
1: i know this one um i think i do too you go ahead nick you got it for the win right uh i think i've already yeah this one actually might be for the win um I definitely know at one point in the movie they were talking about going to Fort Morgan, so I'm hoping this is the scene.
0: Trent? A ding, ding, ding. I it like believe that, it is. Okay. You
1: didn't have to say it like I think you win there. Eh?
0: This was definitely mentioned. <laughs> Trent knew it. All right, Trent boys. Well out. done, Fort Morgan. <laughs> I put Sterling it. and Big Springs in there because they are a similar, but who knows if back in the day those, were e- those even existed. So, guys, great. Let's hop in. Stevie, you got some uh, bonus. I had one kind of lame bonus. I can ask it. How many eggs does the prospector take from the owl? Is oh it yeah, one, two, three, or so four. This is actually
1: an interesting scene. I it saw. Is interesting. Real quick, I saw. I saw a trivia question that, um, or on the on on the trivia s- section. Hold on, let me pull it up. He says, um, in the meal ticket segment. Uh, a chicken with no formal education Performs amazing mathematical calculations Later in the old All Gold Canyon segment The prop- prospector returns All but one egg to the nest And asks how high can a bird count Anyway mm. so kind oh, of That is, like, yeah. is interesting yeah. I didn't Call even consider back. that interesting. Um, So are we So are we talking about but I think we're also bef- We're uh, also led to
0: believe That, that the, um, the chicken was being Thwarted they were just like Making it look like the guy did it Or making it look like the chicken did it I think they they actually had the chicken sort of CGI to do it But I think they were just making it look like he was walking over there And then the bell would ring right when he was near it People were kind of far away And like, oh, like illusion kind of made it seem like But yeah, we're talking about He was up there at the owl's nest And he takes Mm -hmm. how many? One, two, three, or four
1: Excluding the one put back,
0: correct? There's four total in the How many does he he take? take?
1: Okay. (laughs) You just kind of gave it away. Uh, Four minus one would be three. That's my answer. He he only takes one.
0: Uh, Four minus one equals three. Yeah, mathematician. You should be a chicken doing math right now, okay? (laughs) 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 I did think it was interesting, though, that he only took one. (laughs) Because, like, what is, like, think about, like, back in the day. You're out there. You're sweating. You don't even have any food. God knows what he's eating. And then he's like, you know, I'm just going to climb all the way. Like, the amount of energy you have to exert climbing all the way up that tree has to be more than an egg is worth. One egg cannot possibly that egg give you enough protein on that frying to scale pan. that tree all the way to the top and back down and the energy to cook it. I mean, there's no way. You're going through, nice, like, three yeah, eggs and a piece of bacon by yolk. that point. It looked well, real I was- good.
1: I was going to bring it up in my favorite scenes, but... Um, I love I love survival shows like Steven and I watched Bear Grylls back in the day. I like uh, Lone Survivor on Netflix. I like people going out in the woods with just the bare essentials and have to survive. And I just you know f- from like a camping background i always put myself in their shoes like how would i survive in these situations and it's just cool just back in the day you're on your horse mm-hmm. you got a rifle you've got a couple pots and pans you got your like essentials and this dude is just pulling trout out of the stream he's getting eggs and doing then one it, night doing he's it just himself like, he's out there eating a trout and eggs over a skillet and i'm like damn he's just he's he's providing for himself like i, I love that Type of stuff. Go. And not not to mention he had the most glorious view of the of telluride in the background it's a tough life though but going back to the uh yeah. to, f- to finish this thought on the cards
2: um because there is a backstory with oh, the Pokemon, right. oh right oh did
0: i not ask that question i can't oh shit i can't believe no, i didn't no, ask but it's two that well right, so i we already ruined it so just question, explain or, it don't yeah you just know, explain it was two black eights and two black aces and then some random hole card right. which i guess is normally covered up and this is in this situation it was shown it was a jack in this situation but apparently the two black aces and the two black eights um who was it? billy the kid i think may have had him on him i think that's how billy the kid died uh is he had that hand and he was shot with that hand And then it was like, you know, written down as part of his legacy. And then everyone that saw everyone that ever saw that hand in poker like didn't doesn't want to play it.
2: Billy Kidd was a outlaw and gunfighter of American Old West, alleged to have killed twenty one men before he was shot and killed at age of twenty one. Well his his Oh I'm sorry, yeah, it was Wild Bill, Bill. not Billy
0: the Kid. I think it was Wild Wild Bill. Bill. I'm trying to find exactly where I
1: yeah, according to legend, the legend, that was – yeah, I mean, this is the IMDb trivia, but according to the legend, that was the hand Wild Bill Hickok had when he was shot in the back of the head and And so I was also Jack doing some Paul. research.
0: I was also so I doing know, some uh, research. I don't know a lot about this And stuff, it was but. very similar. So I think this was almost like a satire of, like, Billy the Kid or something like that, or um, of Wild Bill or something like that. And I think that they were – I think I did a little research and they were saying that, you know – People believe that he embellished his stories. Like, he may have come into some situations, but the whole, you know, just things like, you know, doing the mirror with the behind your head, like, best not play it fancy kind of thing. It's like, I'm sure that's where the stories ended up going, but it was like, think about it realistically. Like, this mm-hmm. guy can lie, and, you know, people can lie and embellish their stories and try to seem bigger than they are. Maybe they add a lot more numbers to the people they killed, you know, even though they killed some people, maybe they were trying to seem like they were were crazy murderers and that had done a lot more numbers than they actually had done. So, and then, you know, they're going to die eventually because they're in that sort of, you know, it was just, uh, it was very interesting. And who knows, who knows if like the Billy interesting. The had, thing had been out and that's why he didn't want to play the hand or he just saw the hand or I'm sorry. I think yeah, it's wild, wild
2: bill. bill, Stephen wild bill the boys. And apparently he was a interesting guy. I'm just on his Wikipedia. He was an abolitionist and had, Pieces on the Underground I Railroad. A question.
0: I had that written down as a question. Um, I can't believe I didn't have that. All right, boys. Director in the cast. Very interesting. Okay, so Let's see. move on to the DNC. Let's oh, do it. Yes,
2: yeah, so this one had a lot of uh, a lot of heavy hitters. Actually, I was a little surprised to see Liam ne- Neeson in here, for example. Liam
0: Neeson. Weird okay. role for him, I will Let's say. Let's get into it.
1: Coen oh, Brothers. Wait a
0: you guys go ahead and go into the director. I gotta pull it up here. Yeah, the Coen Brothers. All right, so
1: w- this is a Coen Brothers. Uh, we don't have to belabor the point. We have talked about the before. Uh, no Country for Old well, we Men. We need to go into them, Nick. Not True everyone Grit. that listens to this
0: podcast is listening to every episode. Big Lebowski. So you need to go into him briefly. The Big Lebowski. Coen brothers, Nick Fargo. is a big fan, selectively of them. no country for old men Nick great
1: movie love that movie
0: yeah the Buster Scruggs actually came out 2018 and then Fargo the the series Nick have you seen Fargo the series um I haven't oh also I will say True Grit is a great western movie that's very much like a non-satire realistic western movie yes also Matt Damon pops up so flex And, uh, your boy, uh, your boy from, um, your boy, the dude, Jake G no, the dude. Oh yeah. The dude, um, the dude, um, what's his name? Nick, you know, his name, let me pull it up here. I'll pull it up. Uh, it is Jeff Bridges. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Jeff Bridges in that movie is great. That is definitely going to be in the future for your boy uh the big lebowski such, a, the good past, such still, a good movie such a good movie brothers there oh brother, brother were, Where art, thou? we're thou. art thou yeah that was also um what who was in that uh tim nelson was also in that and uh let's hop in to some of the actors here let's talk about tim nelson he was in holes i love him in holes you guys you guys
2: Oh, was he in we holes? We all know
0: holes. It's a it's a classic.
2: Oh yeah, he was. Leaves the grass. We that oh, brother, yet. where art thou? Forgot and about the that.
0: Incredible Hulk. He must have been the Incredible Hulk. Probably some random off character <clears throat> in that movie. Was Poker it, face. Was he in charge of the ward at in holes? Is that what he, is that what it was? Uh, he was um he was like the. He was like the not not Mister Sir, but he was like next to Mister Sir. He was like a counselor.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I remember him in that. Mm, yeah. That's it.
0: he's like he's got zero up in his little head. That's why they call him Zero because yes, he's got yes. nothing going on in his head.
2: Yeah, he was like an asshole yes. in it.
0: Yeah, he was definitely an asshole. Definitely an asshole. Um, zero one was guy that great. I did... All right. If only if one only one guy. If you guys cry. are
1: cool, going to this guy, uh, Clancy Brown who was I now it's it's connecting he's in Shawshank Redemption he's the asshole cop in Shawshank Redemption uh, that yeah, um mm-hmm. like kill, uh kills you know some of the prisoners and like abuses them and stuff yep good call uh he's really really good actor he's in Shawshank Star Trip Starship Yo, this Troopers this dude is
0: Mr. Krabs
1: <laughs> is he really that actually makes
0: sense this motherfucker Mr. Krabs bro are you serious I think I mean, he is gross. Mr. Krabs. Uh, I mean, definitely in the new stuff. Let me let me circle back to um the nineties here. Uh SpongeBob movie. He's Mr. Krabs. Uh let's keep going back. He's got a Spongebob SquarePants Plankton's deep Revenge. Um, this motherfucker might Ooh. be Mr. Krabs straight Dude, up. Dude, he
1: has He's been busy. (laughs) I mean, you got to scroll just to get out of the 2000s. Yeah, I know. I'm still
0: scrolling. This guy has got to be the original uh, Mr. Krabs. He's got to be the fucking original Mr. Krabs. I haven't even scrolled back into it. That was definitely the 90s with SpongeBob. I'm just getting in the 90s now.
1: (laughs) He does not take a year off, does he?
0: He did Cow and Chicken. You guys, he was the policeman in the wheelchair for Cow and Chicken. You guys remember that show? That was an old school no, show. No, 98. I not He was in Hey he Arnold. He was in Flubber. This guy was in ER. Hey yeah. Arnold as Pork Pie. Yeah, which one was Pork, pork Pie? pie. I, I remember. I don't know, but he was there is what I'm saying, dude. He was in the room. He was a part of the conversation. <laughs> Listen, uh, this guy is Mr. Krabs, woman. I mean, we got to give credit where credit's due. He's going to go down in history as Mr. Krabs he was viking lore from lore Lorfgrum in bad boys oh he was also kelly in the dukes of hazards guys this guy's been around the block since 83 i mean he's been putting up some hitters he was a police officer on michael jackson speed demon i mean gosh this guy yeah he's credit where credit he's is a badass. due credit where credit is due we got to get off of him uh, he was also a little bit in Family Guy, the toilet announcer, uncredited.
2: Should we do but, uh, uh, Willie Watson? He is apparently the kid segment from...
1: Yeah, I'm blanking on who he played in the movie. He's, oh, he's actually, you know what? He's, he's, nothing,
2: he's, he's, he's the so guy who um shot Buster Scruggs.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. really anything.
0: We don't have to go into him. He was good, though. I did, like, his acting, and like, you make a Let's nice, hit, uh, nice sound there, James fella.
1: Franco. We got to do James Franco. Yeah, James Franco James Bors. Franco
0: recently canceled. We are not going to go into that. We don't know.
2: What? Do he we're was canceled? That. Let's hear the tea on that. I don't that. know. You didn't he hear, was hear definitely this, canceled. No. He was, I don't know f- exactly
0: living? for what, to be honest. Give but me but that T. He was tea. canceled for some shit. Come on. Spill it. You got to spill it. All right. Since you did it, Okay, so-
1: so I, I don't know all the tea, but you know I'm on the team on Nick is the and, tea yeah, I know, I know guy. The tea. He's always got I the do tea. know that I do know that Seth Rogen publicly came out and like disowned him as a friend in a in a public comment like basically saying like I want nothing to do with this guy anymore, which is as a as a kid growing up watching Pineapple Express and some of their movies like that that is hard to see, but yeah, it's, it um, is hard. I don't I I don't know all the details, but apparently there was some um accusations of, like, sexual harassment, I believe, Stephen, with, like, some female co-workers. Like I he- have no
0: idea. I just know what you said, Nick, when the Seth Rogen thing came out, and he was just like, yeah, I'm no longer working with James Franco. And that was enough for me to be like, oh, shit, like, he got actually canceled by Seth Rogen, which that seems like a pretty fucking big deal to me. Mm. So for Seth yeah, Rogen to so- say, and I, don't, I didn't go into what he did or what he didn't do or, you know, but I just knew that if Seth Rogen was going to be like, yeah, I'm not. I'm no longer working with him. I'm like, ooh, he probably fucked up. Okay, right. I do remember this.
1: This
2: was he a was, little while ago. He was,
1: he was accused. Uh, I'm reading it right now. Uh, he was accused of sexually inappropriate behavior by five different women, uh, four of which were his acting students. So I think it was some type of situation where he like leveraged his power mm, to be like, if right. you want to make it in Hollywood, like. You should hook up with me kind of thing. Yep. scummy. Um, that's that's the word on the street. Okay. So, yeah, um, I do. To, I don't condone this, any of that. We're
0: not saying we do. We didn't choose this movie because of James Franco. In fact, James Franco being in this movie was kind of a surprise to me. I do really love his work, but I do not condone any of that shit. So, you know mm. su- su- right. the Michael Jackson all over again, you guys. I mean,
1: Steven, speak on a 127 hours. You 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 get such a hard on for that movie. You like that First movie?
0: First of all, no, for, no, I don't. I've actually, I actually, I think I've only seen this movie one time. I think I've only what? seen it one. I feel like you always talk about this movie, no? No, no, no. I do. I do know it's a true story though. A mountain climber becomes trapped under a boulder while ca- uh, caravan. I think I'm I thinking know. of a, a different. Does he have another What's show somewhere?
1: that he's in or something that you talk about? He's in There's Moab. Some, something else. Probably that... Um, He's in
0: Moab. Oh, um, JFK, oh, you're thinking of... um The JFK one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're thinking of 11.22.63. Yes. Great That's it. That's point. it. That's it. Nick, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's hop into this shit. Everyone should check out the HBO series. Or I'm sorry. I think it's Hulu, actually. It's one of the H's. 11.22.63. <laughs> that was the day that JFK was killed. There was this very interesting okay. show. Now, I'm going to tell you what... Trevor O'Brien no told me that Trevor O'Brien told this to me and I said listen I'm not even interested in this movie but once I started watching it I like couldn't put the show down it was it's a finite I think it's like seven or eight episodes an hour hour and a half each episode um just a finite series just one season no like six seven seasons going on it's a one season James Franco Is able, he's like, he's divorced, and he's going through all this bad stuff in his life. He's not leaving anything. He's able to somehow go back in time. This is the stupid part. He's able to go back in time through this guy's diner, right? And and every time there's these stupid rules, he can go back to the same time and, like, right before, like, three years before JFK gets killed, right? Three years before he can go back. And anything he does to change will change the time indefinitely when he comes back. So he can he can kind of come in and out of this time frame, but once he goes back again, everything resets. So he can't like come in and out and then see like oh tweak a couple things. He can like kind of, it's that's just the rules, right? He goes in and he can change the he can change the future. Is this like so a butterfly
1: thing, effect thing where he, he no, you're this, constantly this is, seeing the is a, same? No, this this is more scene. about
0: the story. This has nothing to do with that. This sort of all of the all this uh, timeline does is set up an interesting. Um, storyline with history so you're actually looking back at like the jfk uh what's his name that was in, uh, involved with it um that they got harvey uh god who's the name I'm, I'm blanking on it
1: yeah harvey oswald
0: harvey oswald or whatever so it follows him as like a russian exile that comes over that like
1: lee harvey oswald
0: he's very like he's very in That's these it, uh thank you. these these fascist movements or anti-fascist movements, or I'm not exactly sure what's going on with him, but it's, it's just a very interesting story. And so he pretty much goes back and as a someone from like 2019 going back to these times of like segregation and um, you know, before JFK and like, there, there's a lot of culture shocks for him, right? Like he's going back and he still has a cell phone, but he's back in the day. So he like, at one point he like distracts this guy with a video on his phone just because like, the guy's never seen any fucking video on the phone right before and it's it's not like the whole time he ends up throwing his phone in the water but like it's one of those things like he's like a, he's he's a guy from 2019 back in the day there's like some segregation stuff that comes up where he stands up for that and like it's just it's a very interesting movie and it's it's not even just about the like the whole star isn't even about the JFK thing it's more about like the journey that he takes to try to save JFK and like all these okay. you fall in love with characters. There's so many like background stories. He, he, he goes back to try to save one of his students um, that had had his parents. Uh, his dad killed his mom and sister on this on Halloween night. And like, he's back in this time. And like, this is like, he's still got a couple years before JFK. And he's like, I'm just going to try to prevent this from happening. And like, there's a whole fucking crazy story just with that. Like, the whole I've watched it probably three or four times since it came out, just the entire series, and it's like, it's just a great series. I will we say, I saw, like, we, uh, we can-
2: maybe two or three episodes. Wasn't that into it. Steven um, really sells this one. I don't know if it hits as at hard least, as At uh, least you
0: gave it a couple episodes. I feel like you got to give it at least two or three episodes. Because mm-hmm. when Trevor first told me, I was like, dude, these rules sound stupid. I don't like it already. But it's just more of, like, this is how we get here. This is how you get someone from a t- 2019 in this world, all right, now now we can have fun with it. Like, the stupid rules are done, but now this twenty, this right. guy from 2019 is here. Let's have some fun with it. Let's see his perspective going through. It's kind of like if you were going back and experiencing it, you know? So that's that's kind of just the interesting part about it. Okay. But um, it's well, not even really there, too much um, about the JFK.
1: I think it's worth a shot. I'll, I'll probably watch it here at some point because um, I do like historical type of stuff like that. Um, any other – Let's talk about that Dudley
0: wanna... real quick. I do want to talk about Dudley. Where um
2: I did want to say why him by James Franco. I really like that movie. It's got a uh, Walter White in I it too. as well. I do that too. That movie it's, it's is so good.
0: funny, Trent.
2: Yes, that's a good one. So funny It's actually on my list. It's, it's under the, the radar, radar good like, too.
0: He's like I love that scene when he's talking to the little brother and he's like, What's your what's your favorite curse word? He's like tits. Like <laughs> dick, double dick. He's like, You little double dicker. <laughs> He just starts talking all these funny little ghost words. What's your favorite ghost word? Like, right in front of the parents. Like, I just love that. But he kind of, like, never had any uh, upbringing. And that's another thing. Like, when you hear these, like, cancellation things, it's like someone that, like, has brought you so much laughter, you just feel, like, kind of, like, let you down, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Like the slap her right, around let's the, get the world. Into du- let's, get into, uh, let's get into Dudley here. <laughs> what What's his character's name again? Professor what?
0: <sighs> Professor Harrison...
1: So I can't even find him.
2: Yeah, I don't um, see him either.
0: Maybe just Harrison. What's
1: his actual name? I'm just gonna search Dudley from Harry search Potter and I'll find Dudley him. Dudley
0: from Harry Potter. <laughs> uh,
1: Harry Melling. Let's see. if Oh he
0: right, that. there he is. I remember because it's not. Ooh, Harry he's, he's in. Um, like, should have been me. I should have been Harry Potter, not him.
1: He's uh, known for Harry Potter. He's in he's in this new movie, Pale Blue Eye, which has gotten a lot of hype. Velocity. Um, he's like an Edgar Allan Poe. Nick, first movie. of
0: all, hold the fuck up. Everyone is here for one thing and one thing only. All Wait, right, hold so you can on. go so off on a 20 minute dialogue same. here
1: about Harry Potter. I always,
0: thought, I always thought that the Dudley in the first couple movies was different than the Dudley that comes in, like, in the order that. When he's older, he really has an appearance change. Um, similar to Neville and in keep the in mind, movie, w- if you guys... Keep in if, mind, if we if have a second
1: Harry Potter guy to get into as well. So, don't don't give up all your sauce. There's a second Harry Potter guy we have to get into too. Is there really? Oh, is there? Yeah, you didn't catch it?
0: No! Well, to... Two HP guys in one move? I didn't all right, finish it. up
1: your Dudley thing and I'm about to blow your mind.
0: All right, so I always thought that... um. <laughs> It, i god. always thought that uh it was like a different i thought in the later movies a new dudley had came in but i think it's just because he had such a drastic appearance change when he got older but yeah it looks like he was the same dudley through the sorcerer's stone all the way through the deadly Hollows, the same dudley
1: all right go ahead nick let's hear it are you ready let's get this going steven does a does a name mad eye moody ring a bell
0: oh my god who is it
1: He's in the carriage. He's the other, he's the other assassin in the carriage at the Oh
0: end. my god! That is crazy! <laughs> talk about a whole 180 from Mad-Eye Moody. Should we talk about him real quick, quick talking that. about him? I didn't, I didn't. You know what? In fact, if I were to say anything, he reminds me more of uh, Professor Slughorn. But totally. that is crazy because he is uh so much cra- uh, uh, – Mad-Eye Moody is just a crazy guy. But that is so his interesting, is Brendan, Nick.
1: His name Brendan Gleeson. He's in Calvary, the Banshees of Anirishin. Um, obviously this movie. Don't know too much of his background here. but Nick, why do you encourage him? Why do you encourage
0: him? <laughs> Nick, thank you. Thank you. You know I only could care have about gone, Harry Potter references. That could have gone under the That's the whole reason the I started – the hypocritic podcast and we could so have avoided
2: see- it but now here we are wow. and steven's gonna go but look off.
1: how cute his his heart just his heart just lit up it's just adorable to see <laughs> i could see, i could see a scar forming on his forehead is i the more know we talk i can see this. it too
0: <laughs> all right i don't think we need to go into we're definitely missing some hitters we're definitely missing some hitters liam neeson got, um
1: Oh yeah, let's, let's go into Liam, to Liam
0: Neeson. Quick. Shit, we gotta go into Liam. I come, mean, on. come on,
2: Taken? Guys. Are you kidding me?
0: I mean, Taken was a great movie. I love Taken. I mean, Have I you don't, guys of the movies? Just because Pot it actually makes me super uncomfortable thinking Ooh, about that kind Nick of stuff. Nick doesn't like Taken. Taken,
1: Taken was John Wick before John Wick was fucking cool. Okay, I, all right, not really. John Wick, not really. They're different. Taken, they're different. Taken has that same vibe. Have same, you guys seen different. Schindler's List? No, I've heard
2: this uh, is a I good movie. No. I've heard it is a really good movie, but I know it's an intense. One. I heard you it's, know a it's classic. You know
1: it's pretty. Christopher Patrick. Before you guys uh, <laughs> talk about it like it's um, a Disney movie, it's apparently a very heavy yeah, Jewish no, I know. Uh, oppression movie for sure. I know. <laughs> no,
0: I, 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 I know, know that. that I in. know that. It's about I the Holocaust. Oh, it still could be a good movie, even though it's about that. Totally, ending. it's okay. It's, uh, yeah.
1: all right. Um, I just wanna make sure you guys knew what it was about. Yeah, no, I know what it's about
0: um, for sure. No, I've heard it I, I know it was I knew it was about the um, Nazis and things like that. we we, don't, we also don't condone. And this is calm down. <laughs> No one over here is Canadian. Stephen, you
2: don't have to say that. I, I think. Um, <laughs> That's a Shalom. Word, yes. <laughs>
1: Shalom. Um. He's also well, over part the Star Wars. Okay. The Star Wars.
0: Avamikila, t- Avam. <laughs> good Lord. We appreciate Jewish people. Is what I was like. Steven. <laughs> good Lord. Jude. You're making
1: it worse here. Um. Okay. So. For the Star Wars people, he's Ob or he's uh, Qui Gon Jinn in mm-hmm. the Star Wars movies. Uh, yes, thank you, very Nick. very good. Thank you those. for that. do
0: not get that reference.
1: That's okay. It's a big one. Um, I know you're not Star Wars guy, but uh, hey, are beyond that, you guys that, Star
0: Wars guys? You guys do the Star Wars. Uh, he's in
1: Ted. I mean, I I am, but I'm not like into yeah, it as much like, as you are. Yeah, I'm not like total ball deep into Star Wars. It. I do like them though. Star Wars. I do
2: like them. The older ones.
0: They do
1: that, do they? Totally. Let's see. Um,
0: all right, boys. Let's hop yeah, in. Let's we're move on. with these actors. We, we're probably missing some people. Regardless, we got to move on. It's time to rip Trent's the band off and get into the reviews
1: here.
2: Let's
0: get yeah. the favorite scenes and then hop into the revs. Let's do it. Favorite scenes from the magazine? You
2: know how we uh, started off usually. Kicked it. Let's go in we order. It. We're uh,
0: we're gonna do the normal you kicked it, you picked it, but in uh, in honor of um. Format. If we were to
2: go in order, we'd have to have liked something from every every part of the. Um, we'd have to have a favorite scene from each part. I just
0: want to talk about if, if there's any part that we missed, I want to just go into it in detail. Let's start with Buster Scrub. We're going
1: through every seven Pulling scenes right in, now.
0: cool water. A lot of satirical. We're just gonna talk about this scene first. We're gonna go. We're gonna all give our our views on each of the, on each of the yeah. scenes. Each of the six stories. <laughs>
1: all right. Let's make this snappy. of
0: the of all the stories. Where does the um? I think the Buster Scruggs is not my favorite. Um. It's I. It's I don't. It's not the one that I. I think is the worst. But I think it's a good entrance to the movie. It's a good. All right. Here's the movie. Welcome. We're gonna get you with a little comedy, a little very satire. And then we're gonna get into a little more crazy stuff, but we're just gonna kind of we're gonna kind of grease the gears here and get you comfortable. What do you guys? Yeah, feel Yeah, no, about, you uh, see, I did not. Idea. Out of all so, six, I think it's appropriate for this one to open. This, it.
1: I mean, I'll back Lauren here. Rachel and I, when this started, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" And I wish it didn't mm, start with fair. this scene because I felt like some of the more impactful. Well, okay, I'll, I'll I'll be blunt here. Of the seven scenes. The only one I liked maybe was the gold one, and at that point we're we're too deep in the movie, and I'm 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 done with the movie at this point. Um, right, 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 right. <laughs> so the way that it started, I was like, okay, is this a comedy? It's it's like a musical, um, and I I heard a little shit talking about uh, when I was bringing up La La Land, and and this movie had almost as much singing as that as La La Land, so um i didn't know yeah nick and i i'll back you up
2: on that because i think i was shit talking la la land and i will also shit talk on this movie's singing and balladry. i thought the the singing in the (laughs) bar although i guess you could you could call it kind of interesting how that was kind of satire and then there was the real guy who was his brother that was interesting that dichotomy but i will say the singing was over the top ridiculously stupid Yes. And the song was ridiculously like annoying. And as then, well as the acoustic song, the first song <laughs> where which Stephen seems to have he knew that song, right. no
1: water. And then whatever. And then when he f- for me, yes, yeah, th- oh, that's all well said Trent. And then when you get into Thank the you. the the gunshot where he flips the board up into his face and kills them, they're all singing around the bar, all these songs that I don't know. That I can't relate to. And then he goes out in the street and then kills the first guy and then he shoots off every one of his fingers. I I literally thought, like, this is something out of like a Looney Tunes cartoon right now. Like, this isn't. Yes, yes. I I struggle with movies like this that are trying to be funny but are also serious sometimes, where like I wish it was just serious. Um, Like, True Grit, like a movie like True Grit, I, I did like because. Like when a movie's just trying to do too much, like too many genres at once. I'm like, I don't know if this is a comedy, if this is a real if this is a drama. And and that that opening mm-hmm. scene just lost me. And then I was just sitting there thinking like, I have another 2 hours of this. Uh, and then Yes, yes, let yes. Let me yes. speak on this. Please speak on it.
0: Let me speak on this. If the if the entire movie was like that first segment, I would have never chosen the movie. Let me just be clear about that. But I will say Looking back on the first scene, what I think was done well about it was I feel like they were trying to depict the folklore and all the embellishment, but also sort of show, like, the reality of what was going on with the brother freaking out that his brother had died and wanted to challenge him. It was like... They're showing you, like, oh, this is, like, what was probably written in the book and that was really embellished. You see the Hollywood version of things, and I'm sure it's a lot, you know, cooler than than we would have imagined being back in the day. But I think for—I almost feel like there was this idea of, like, oh, this is, like, how the folklore said it. Oh, the mirror behind the back shooting all the fingers off kind of thing, which is obviously fucking impossible, especially if you're in a duel. I mean, no way you're going to crack five fingers off and be so cocky to, like, hit it backwards and let's not play it fancy. It's like— I feel like they're like trying to show that like um, theatrical, like unrealistic part that that history has always told, but that I think the the more modern day we get, like yeah, that is impossible. No one could ever do that. We know that Steel, is impossible. Let me... But that's still what folk. That's still what folklore says in the right. books and stuff. Like they still say oh this guy was a crack shot and like now we're as humans we believe we, we believe that that stuff was like more fabricated than it actually was and that they were stories that were told to them by the person and then someone wrote those stories down it wasn't like there was video of this and it was like you know this is what happened it was it's not history it's like someone's saying this is what happened people writing it down and then oh yeah billy the kid or uh, wild bill you know could do all this stuff but in reality he probably just got in a couple fights like that and you know, then that guy was like calling about because he killed his brother and he ended up winning the duel and that was it it wasn't Well Steven without anything more than without skipping more around than that.
1: you admitted this first one wasn't the best way to open the movie and then you also said the 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 one with the kid with no arms no legs was super cringe and kind of weird and those were two of the first 3 opening like episodes Whoa. of the movie like how, how right. did this movie grab your attention when two of the first three things kind
0: of sucked ass well all right so one and, and the more we talk about the musical side of it because i didn't mind the musical side of it now i realize that it's because i'm so into old school country music and western music especially the old stuff like back in the 40s and the 50s that um, even the opening song just kind of brought me in. I was like, oh, I know this song. I know what the song's about. It's so funny that he's singing this song and he's coming to the movie. And I think it was just like, all right, you see that one scene, and it was like, if that was the entire movie, I wouldn't have even finished the movie. I could tell you that right now. If it was that guy and all that satirical through the entire movie, no way in hell am I going to finish that movie. But just a little bit, just just enough for me to get the entire picture and, like, 10-15 10-15 minutes is like something I can handle and then once it went to the other guy it was such a 180 shift and we can go ahead and move into the uh, meal ticket which is no. Oh, we, 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 we should go to go James Franco on order? Next.
2: yeah go to James Franco next
0: alright alright we'll go to James Franco next but um yeah James Franco was another kind of like it switched from satirical comedy to like a very like still comedy even the guy that was behind the counter i wish we could have talked about him i didn't I think get that was any the guy
1: of his jokes I think did anyone get repeat. any of his jokes or think he was funny no
2: i didn't like his commentary so all. the <laughs> second and
0: third time i watched this movie i knew the conversations where i had to pay more attention to and this was one of them mm. this and the final conversation why you really gotta why? Like it. please you gotta reform us because he's speaking so f- again, he's speaking so fast and in those uh, using words that we're what, not. What is he familiar saying? With tell us that what you he's really. Saying. Was... Yeah, what... So uh, essentially, the guy comes up and Francisco says, um, "He says nice place." And he says, "Yeah, it makes the uh, people that like bring their money here more comfortable." And he says, "Who's who dat?" Which is why I thought was funny. He says, "Who dat?" Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, he hilarious. goes, "Oh, you know, people from the valley, people over here, people all around. You know, like." <laughs> We have a lot of people bring their money here. Pretty much saying, yeah, we have a lot of money. Right, here. Right. And he's like, oh, you ever been robbed? And he's like, oh, sure, we were robbed twice. I mean, attempted, I should say. You know, I had to shoot a guy right here. Dead, Boom, right in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't go. And we got one guy. I took his legs off, and he's up somewhere, and, you know, Out here, and you know, some prison camp. You say he's still knocking logs, and he can't really do much. They say he's a little squiggly, from what I hear. And then by that time, he's like pulling the gun up, and he's like, yeah, raising his hands, and he's like, okay. He was just saying a bunch of nonsense, but why was that so impactful? You said that's almost as impactful as
1: the last scene. Why is that so impactful?
0: No, it's not impactful. But if for someone that's not paying attention to the dialogue and really focusing on it, and Try and understand that there's words that he's going to be saying that aren't uh familiar to you. He's using a lot of city names and stuff that probably don't even exist anymore. Mm. So it's like when you, when you uh, really study the dialogue, you can kind of see where he's going and he's just talking a bunch of nonsense. Oh yeah, we had two attempted robberies, you know, and I'm like dumbing it down for you guys, but he was saying a lot of, you know, other words to where I feel like normal people when they first watch this, even me, when I first watched this movie, it wasn't like I didn't pick up anything he said. Like he, his scene went by and I was like, just like the Shakespeare kid and like everything that, like it just went right over my head. Like even now, I don't, I don't know any of the Shakespeare stuff. I don't know any. I was trying to like get what he was saying, but I just couldn't even follow it. It's so, it's such a different time of writing and different time of thinking and words, different words and like. Even now, words mean things that they used to never mean. They used to mean completely different things. The same exact words that we use now could have meant completely different things. I think I think then. was... Uh, talking like over a hundred years ago. Right, right. Gotcha.
2: I, think, I think what Nick is getting to is that, Stephen, the, the scene for some reason and the dialogue for some reason, although it is, I will agree, nuanced and, and intricate, it had such an impact on you. Whereas for someone like me, I felt like it was i didn't care to watch the scene again and understand oh this is what he was trying to say with this and that's probably some towns and he, i'm gonna look up this word well, because it's an old word and they don't use that word anymore i did
0: i watched it right i watched it once uh all those scenes went over my head and i didn't go back to research it until after i chose the movie so then i I've seen it three times in total, and then I watched it two times since I but my And then those were the two times where I was really actually trying to study, obviously just more for the podcast. I wouldn't have really probably cared to go back. Right, but it still had a point
2: to you where it was so impactful. You chose the movie, whereas I would have brushed by the first scenes. And then the second scene with James Franco and been like, what is going on even still? Well, immediately,
0: what I liked about it is once I saw the James Franco scene, I was like, oh, this is going to be a movie where it's not the same thing the entire the way through. Yeah, so it changed. So I knew it was like, all right, now I got to at least, I'm not going to have to, so even when it came to the guy, I was like, I'm not going to have to endure this for too long. Like, even though the, the actor scene with Dudley was the most cringy for me and most uncomfortable, I knew I was like, this isn't the whole movie. Like, I know it's not going to be the whole movie, but even like the James Franco scene, I liked. I, I, I thought the first scene was funny. You know, I wouldn't watch a whole movie of it, but it was still funny for what it was. And then the James Franco scene, I thought it was hilarious because of the pan shot guy when he comes out with the pans and he just kept saying pan shot. I just I, it wasn't realistic. But it was another thing where you could have seen like a folklore zero bank, zero chuckle uh, a bank teller did how, how, how did this how did the <laughs> yes. bank tellers used to how did the bank tellers used to like protect themselves back in the day oh they probably like put pans and selves all over their bodies and shot back and like they probably always hit just the pans and then they were able to win like it, I could see the where the folklore comes in and then I could also see like where the actual like Oh this is probably how would if if this was real if this actually went down like this this the, the is probably the only how impact. It would have worked, mm, even though we all know it's probably the un- only
1: thought provoking moment I had in that scene was oh this is a weird place to to build a bank in the middle of nowhere where nowhere else like no other buildings are around nothing. That's literally the only thing I I said to Rachel was like yeah this is a great place to rob a bank cuz there's literally no other businesses or people around. But beyond that, I was like, I, I'm not going to go back and research, like, anything that he said. Or, like, when he was attacking him with the pan thing, I was literally looking at her at her like, this is so dumb. And, I like, I didn't think it was funny at all. Maybe there was some humor in, like, when he was going to get hanged and he was, you know, hung and he was like, oh, first time, huh? Like, some of that was, like, kind of funny. Um, but I it wasn't clear to me if the stories were going to end up being interlapped at at some point like i would have been more interested in the movie if james franco's character somehow intertwined with the the um the gold mining guy and like they somehow tied a knot to everybody's stories, but it just felt like every story was just a random occurrence. Uh,
2: Yeah. See, I was okay with it being separate. I I I'm okay. As long
1: as each of them is good
2: separate, that's my thing. It's gotta be good. And let me go back to Let's not, let's not before we move on to other ones, let's keep going with the James Franco because I'll agree with you, Steven, that weird folklore thing okay we'll keep going i i enjoyed the scene with the indians coming and it, the arrow the cinematography that was kind of cool and then let's keep going and then it's james franco like look checking out a girl right and then he gets a bag over his head and then and then i'm pretty <laughs> know, sure last and then second, i'm pretty sure he gets you think hung. something might happen he's like oh yeah this man. is your first time haha <laughs> like you would be crying like i i remember my first time and then he gets a bag over his head and he actually gets hung right and that's the end of the scene right and then yeah. it's like it's like what onto the next scene now like yeah
1: uh, and then
0: it's the liam neeson stuff and and i'm like what? "What i thought was funny about it what i thought was funny about it (laughs) is that like he gets he goes Uh, through all this stuff he gets hung he goes through the whole indians coming by and like taking everyone down and they don't even kill him even though like you would think that they, they might even just kill him just for the fuck of it but he's being hung there and like he finally gets that rancher that's coming by to help him and it turns out that that guy was just stealing cattle, so now James Franco is blamed for it. And it's 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 also so quick to where, like, he goes over there, and he's like, sir, this guy was caught rustling cattle. And he's like, oh, really? Where at? Like, right over here. And he's like, all right, good enough. Hang him. And they're like, bam, like, right back to the scene. Got a rope around his neck again. I, I did like how quick and concise they, uh, the stories were because even if you didn't love them, it was still very much like... They were
1: still like, too long.
0: They, there's just long. so much fucking talking
1: like- with without any substance for me like they're they're i and yes and, and yes trent we're in the minority here okay people bend over backwards for this movie i was reading some like commentary like even just the youtube comments people are like this is a masterpiece this is one of the best movies i've ever seen and i'm like i just don't get it but there are so many just talking like when it is i don't want to jump around but um the, the, the lady with the president Pierce dog the uh, the final scene there's just so much dialogue that I feel like the whole movie is just trying to create like these themes and these ideas about the old West just through like talking and it, it just didn't capture my attention at all let's let's go into the no. the third uh, the third scene then let's
2: let's continue third on third
0: act which was the meal ticket which
2: was meal ticket. I I I no, literally got most, up and I was this like watching where, while I was cooking. This and is where I was it, like totally. What is going yeah, on? Yeah, this is where I checked out hundred
1: <laughs> percent.
0: So, what was interesting for me about this was obviously like you're not expecting <laughs> I'm it at so all, glad you no. the and, same then, and then and <laughs> then there's Dudley from Harry Potter with no arms and no legs, and this ridiculous makeup. So for me, immediately, I'm like, Harry Potter sold. What do you got? Harry Potter. I'm sold. What do you got? I'm here (laughs) for the show. I am just as creeped out as everyone else about this, this thing. And like, show me what you got. And then like, you don't really, and then I'm like trying to pay attention to the dialogue. Like, oh, this is going to mean something. Mm. Like, all right, I got to listen because this is really important. <laughs> so. And I and then just I just Exactly, nothing. it's all songs. Absolutely. It's all Shakespeare. Everything is so – everything is so foreign to me. It's so hard for me to, like, not understand stuff. Like, sometimes I really have to do some deep diving. But in, in this situation, I was just like – I just don't understand. Any well, I knew the Gettysburg address. address. I, I, was, I heard
2: the Gettysburg address. And I was like, okay, there's a kernel of something. I know <laughs> what
0: is, what is he? And he, he did doing? like five or six different things to where I feel like someone might've caught onto one of them. Oh, right. Yeah. Some, one of the audience members. And that's why I feel like this movie did again. Like all like the six different stories, I feel like even if you didn't love him, like just like No Country for Old Men, it, like might have had like a mental impact on you somehow. Just knowing the philosophy of what happened overall, especially with Meal Ticket, like I would never go back just for this scene. But it's like I'll think about this scene probably for the rest of my life. As in, like this is very realistic. Something that could happen. It'll haunt me. A guy uh, that uh, and and, uh, they, and, uh, they, and they didn't they didn't even they, like. It shows it shows the guy holding him while he's peeing. It shows him like feeding him and the guy's like, "Oh, not right now. I'm still chewing my food." oh like, that was so uncomfortable. And i'm like, "All right, now." Like, <laughs> so and then uncomfortable. you just see you see him later feeding feeding the chickens. No, and it is uncomfortable. I'm not saying it's supposed I just to be don't uncomfortable. Know how many, I'm not supposed to be. You are like, like
1: oh. I'm going to think about this for the rest of my life. It was so impactful. This is something that could happen. I just don't know how many no, I, how I'll, many I'll armless just because, feet, legless because, guys are are in a circus. I mean, maybe in a circus somewhere that we don't know about but no
0: it was more of the (laughs) philosophy it's more of the philosophy that like some humans will only give you the time of day if they can profit from you somehow and if they can't profit from you somehow
1: you're dead I get that 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 part of it and that's what
0: that scene that's what that scene shows me and it's like it's so cringy at the end because once you see like he's looking at the chicken and then he's looking at him like he's getting the idea in his mind like oh shit I'm becoming worse less and less worthful there was that one scene at the very end where like he goes up to the three guys and no one gives him any money and as he walks back like he stumbles on his line and just stops his line completely doesn't even finish the line Cause he realizes we didn't even just, we didn't even get paid for anything. I'm not even going to continue on with like my act while he be, you know, mm. asks for money. Mm-hmm. And like, he's realizing it at the same time. And he's like looking at this chicken saying, holy shit, this chicken is about to take my job. Yeah. Like he, and he can't, he can't even tell anybody. There's nobody he can talk to. The guy like takes him to like a fucking brothel. That was another back, scene yeah. that I was brings just him up, so brings them up, brings them up to the brothel. Like and it's such a weird, and it's like, but the thing about it is, like, th- something like that in the day probably happened. Like in this fucking crazy world, like that something similar to that. I would not. It's not unrealistic to me. That one hundred percent could have happened in my mind. I'm sure it's folklore, whatever the case may be. But like, this it's not like aliens were coming down <laughs> and you had a bunch of science fiction avatar into this. It was I like I love the comparison. Was, I, and I love stories it. like that. I love it
1: because of it's not an alien. I'm just movie. saying
0: it's it's a very like it's a mentally it's a it's a scene where it's like oh this is interesting and then you you see the guy just come back he's like i'm gonna throw you off the bridge because it's gonna make my life easier you're no longer making me money and at a very small point that's like still in business to this day i mean i work with some people that even me it's like i see some people not performing where i want them to and i'm like i'm just not gonna, I'm gonna throw you. you off a bridge this go you
1: body off a bridge <laughs> no
0: a, a, but at a very small at a very small piece of my mind like there's sometimes I got to, I got to split a sale with someone else. Like I'm working with someone already and I have to like divvy up another customer, another sale and all, all, will pick and choose the salesman that I like the most that I think are going to be able to handle the job and close the deal. Like, I'm not going to just really choose anyone. It's going to be the, either Steven, the people that are really Steven, nice to me. That all, are all I'm
2: hearing about this scene is you describing the scene and what's happening and how it could be realistic. And I'm guessing that's enough for you to say that you liked the scene and and I thought the scene was It was just impactful. Just,
0: it was impactful. I thought the scene was As just... much as I liked No Country for Old Men with the thing and the head popping it, it I didn't love it, but it was impactful and it made me think, Holy shit, humans can think like this. Mm. And humans can act like this, even though we don't think about it on a daily basis because we have things yeah. It is impactful. And we have I'll things. That. That, yeah, but there that. there are people in, in history and people probably nowadays that would act this very same way given the same circumstance. And maybe it's not – this is, that I think, at the most extreme example. You're going to kill someone because they literally can't even do anything for themselves. Mm, quick, They're just a body that maybe has question. one talent. Quick question. I was so
1: tuned out by this scene, I didn't even catch... Did he throw him off a bridge? Did that happen? No, they didn't show it, but it was implied. Because at the end, when they're... Nick, that was the whole point. When they're leaving. See, if you
0: were paying attention... Nick, right, when they're right. leaving, the chicken... So the, the chicken. Ticket, that's the whole point. At the very last second, he gets thrown off the bridge, and then you just see the, the chicken in the back. You don't... You see him throw a rock off to see, uh, Yeah. Yes. Like, how, how that's, deep the water uh, is, That's I what guess. I
1: remember. That's all I remember. I remember him getting drunk by a fire, and, it's, he and, just, then, and then, yeah, something about a rock being thrown in a water. They
0: go to the brothel. The next... They go scene, to the brothel, and then he... After the I after the rock him.
1: scene,
2: after he throws the rock in the river, after that, it's it's shown that Liam Neeson's driving him and the chicken back, and the boy and the guy's not in it. So it's implied that he threw him oh, off the bridge. Got it. And then it and then it's the end scene. So let's go to the next one. Let's let's go to the next. Let's go to the next one. What is the next one?
0: Um, it, this is um President Pierce. This Another. is the 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 woman who got okay. Rattled. Now I will say, this, let me let me talk about what this. I love let
2: me start with this one. Okay. I kind of like this one. Because it goes into it goes into Stephen what you've been saying, how you would see how this was done. Because I would have never seen how these things were done. Where it's a train of these guys and they're going across country to Oregon and and then they get uh, caught by Comanches, I think. And I thought it was interesting to see. Wait, wait, wait. Also, the relationship but, this between this was the, after between between the gold the
1: mine the, thing. But we'll go back to the gold mine. Oh, you're right. It was after the gold mine thing. Well, we'll keep. I don't want to de- derail your thought. Keep going. We'll circle back to the gold mine.
2: I, I just wanted to say that I thought it was really interesting right. to see how this worked. And then I also thought it was interesting how, how him and the, the guy and the girl were going to get married in this situation and how marriage was thought of back then, as well as how they talked to each other. I, I did find this one interesting appealing in all of the reasons i think stephen thought this whole movie was appealing with less of the crazy folklore stuff i think is why I and i it.
0: will say this was another this was one of the ones i really love and this is actually another one that i think about too because of the ending but another another thing is exactly what you said train is because you learn so this was like the oregon trail this was straight up the oregon trail i didn't show you everything but it was pretty much hey you hire us, mm-hmm. we're gonna take this big caravan that is straight up willing to def- defend against Indians mm-hmm. that are that have already been here, by the way. Americans came here and they were already here, living here, so we're just like passing through their land pretty much, so. But they're pretty much like, we'll get you there, and then you see that she also hired a boy, they both, her and her brother hired a boy to help them, like, yep. do the va- do the thing, like to feed the animals, get everything going, like. They're pretty much like it's like a plane ticket for them, and it was well. Like we get a plane ticket. This is like their plane ticket to Oregon. You pay a bunch of money, and then you got to sit on this fucking flight that takes a month. And, or two and it's
2: weeks. like a modern version, a modern take, really well made of that. So, so you right, saw right. a really good interpretation of what that probably looked like from like well filmed modern cinematic.
0: I completely agree. Another thing I liked was that one scene. She said, "Oh, my boy is talking about." If I don't get my half right now, I'm going to go back with the next group that we see going back. So you know that there was groups going both ways all the time. There was like this this caravan was like a hired – it was like a plane. It was like a hired plane of many planes that were out there. There was a bunch of people doing the same exact business, taking people to and from Oregon from wherever they were and – like, you could just hop on with the next group because people were so important. If you were out there by yourself, you you could just get picked off by Indians just looking to scavenge. But if you were with a group of people, you were much, much more protected and they weren't willing to go and fight you and everything. But it was like something where, like, you couldn't even do it by yourself unless you were, like, insanely stealthy and like could you know get around indians that were you know pretty much probably knew the land like the back of their hand.
2: and they skipped the whole ballad part i think that's also why i like this one yes. there, there wasn't any singing Thank in God. this one it was more it was more just like legitimate this is this and, story and
0: can we also talk about the whole like aspect of the dog because like as a society that loves dogs like back then like this dog was straight up looked as like a, as a nuisance yeah. like your dog is barking so much that everyone here would prefer that dog be dead than to continue on the caravan with us and the only guy is this guy that's like i love that conversation by the way we can start talking about it where she says hey some people have uh talked about president pierce and he said well what do you mean he said well more like complained yeah well and he goes
1: Well, it's, it's interesting. uh, He's like, well, sorry to cut you off. Uh, I was just going to say animals back in the day, like performed a task. Like horses carried equipment, they carried people like cows, you know, you needed them for farms, all that stuff. And dogs were bred to perform tasks at one point. We've definitely domesticated them now that they are our furry couch potato loving, you know, animals, but back in the day they were bred to do tasks. So I feel like having an animal... On this journey that does that offers no value to the group and is annoying and it could also probably like trigger um you know where you're at like it could like if you're trying to be discreet about right. traveling and this thing's barking all the time Definitely. it could be you know it could be danger to your group so i just wanted to say that
0: no i agree but the, and then she goes into she pretty much says well yeah they, they people have been complaining he's like well like president pierce is uh alerted by animals that are bigger and she's like well most animals are bigger than president pierce and like so he's always going to be alerted and she's like he's like well we're on a caravan and he's my property and like my property barks so that's that (sighs) he's like well what did you tell them and she says well not that (laughs) (laughs) i didn't tell him that and she pretty much is like in this like situation where like She's also so vulnerable because her brother is bringing her on this extremely vulnerable trip to introduce her to a guy, and he's already super unreliable of a person, and this whole thing is speculative, and she's smart enough to realize this whole thing is speculative, and he's just – he's he's shooting a shot that he probably won't even make, but he's like, I'm going to bring this girl, and hopefully he'll be – He's my, he's my possible business partner and he'll possibly be into my sister. And like, he's sick and he's got this annoying dog and you can tell he's like a failed businessman in the past. And, and she's like, now he died first, like day out on the rail. And she's like, I've got no one. I've got this annoying dog, this huge debt. Now he's buried with his money, and now I don't even, like, she's out in the middle of this fucking thing. She's, like, at the, at the lowest, most vulnerable you could probably ever be in a situation besides a child in the same situation. So before— A child in the same situation is the only thing more vulnerable than uh, a woman in the same situation. The so point.
2: before we went into this, uh, this whole scene, Nick, what were your thoughts? Before we even said a thing, what did you think about it?
1: I was already I was already done with the movie at this point that there was no there was nothing that was going to win me back honestly and uh-huh. the uh, not that I need to be like captivated with action but I did like I liked the scene at the end where he was fighting off the the Comanche that were coming through and the kind of fake there was a lot of like fake out scenes where you know prior to this the gold miner gets shot but then he like turns around and kills the guy um, uh-huh. and then in this scene too where the the uh native american guy comes through and then like hits him down but he's not dead yet and then she thinks he's dead so then she shoots herself i thought that part of it was was entertaining all the dialogue leading up to it though i was still like more dialogue more talking what are we getting after here like they're still talking Mm -hmm. in this very old language that i'm not really i mean i'm kind of picking it up but like steven said you have to pay attention so closely and um I mean, if you guys want to get in the gold mine scene, we can. But I, I just that scene to me was the best, just in terms of like the beauty, and it still was very slow, like a lot of the movie. But um, I did really like watching that guy's journey. That part almost got me back. It almost got me back in. But after the the armless kid and the scenes before that, I was just so tapped out. Um, Wait, which
2: scene almost got you back well, in the gold? The gold? Mine the goldmine
1: one? Or the? Yeah, because it
0: looks so. All right, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's let's continue some more positive talk about the scene before we go into the goldmine scene. But I will say I did love the scene because another thing, very realistic. You could definitely see this happening. And also everything was so funny because it's so proper and like, i love um what what is his name mr nat or i forget what the guy's name he was so proper and formal i like yeah yeah, billy nat i like he i like that he was like ma'am well i'm very sorry you know i'm gonna do everything i can to you know help you and you know he's very cordial and like i'm gonna put my best foot forward and he even says like you know i haven't i have an offer like you know if for your situation like you know we could get married Double R Land in Oregon, mm-hmm. um, and they both clearly like each other. They are both clearly on the same page of like respect and like um, being like calm and religious. like religious, know, uh, cordial, cordial to each other. So I think they are both already like it's it's probably extremely hard to find that in that, this time in general to two people that are like like that that you could you could be with. So I think at the time, yeah, marriage was looked at differently, but. Yeah, it was just very different that she was like, yeah, well, I'm inclined to accept your offer. And he, and I like that he even said, well, you know, just so you know, like, even if you don't accept my offer, like, we'll figure your situation out. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't think that this is my only offer to help you out. I'm going to help you out in any way I can regardless. I'm just saying in this situation, if you would be willing to double the land, I will assume your debt and I really like you and I think we could work out and I'm willing to settle down and you I even love the I love the aspect you guys probably didn't even pick up on it but this guy is clearly a guy that likes social and and talking to people and um and loves the idea of having a family and settling down and the only other person that he can really talk to and relate to is this, his guy this other old man mm-hmm. that he's working with pretty much and you see him a couple times like you see it's like that that kind of difficult work conversation that you think of like you're like either got to leave a job or like maybe you got to like um you know switch some things about how you work around and you got to like have this work conversation like hey you know i'm actually considering doing this other thing you know of um i might ask her to marry her you know i'm asking i'm thinking about marrying her and you can tell the guy doesn't care at all he like he's just like mm. And like you could tell he's 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 expe- he's been thinking about this conversation for so long and expecting this guy to be like, Oh, getting married? Like what? Like mm. almost his like the the fact that the guy didn't does not care at all and he was like, But you'll find another help and you know, I'll I'll go marry her and you'll you'll be fine and the guy's like, Hmm. And like doesn't care. He's like, Oh, I found my biscuit. There it is, like, all right. Like he doesn't care about like that this guy is like saying, Hey man, like I'm about to get married like and start start a life like with this woman and like it's just i don't know if it was the time but I, I thought that was a very interesting part and then yeah the fact that at the very end um i i i knew when he said listen here's a pistol they do the same thing with these fighter pilots in world war one and two when they they're they give these fighter pilots a pistol and they say if you're going down you might as well just kill yourself at that point because you're going to save a lot of pain from going down in a plane accident like, if you, just, if you just kill yourself on the way down, that's why they would give pilots the guns. Similar thing that he does with her. He gives her the gun. He said, listen, if they kill me, they're going to do a bunch of shit to you before they even kill you. So, between you and me, like, if I die, you might as well just put one in your head to save yourself the, um, like, they'll do everything to you and more and stick a pipe through you and, like, put you up on a stake and all this kind of stuff. And God knows what they would have probably done back in the day. And I will say another, the whole movie, um, one last thing before we move on to the scene. It's like the Cowboys versus the Indians. I've never like seen a war. Like usually when I see a war, I'm like, oh, I want America to win. Like, or I want the good guy to win. I want like Ukraine to win. Like usually you have a side. But when it comes to like Cowboys and Indians, I like grew up thinking both were so cool and both were so like, both were so interesting to me. Mm. It, it wasn't, it's like, so then when I see him fight, it's almost like, who do I, oh, who shit, do I like, root for? I'm cut. Yeah. Like who do I root for? Like, it's a little bit weird seeing both of these people. Like, you know, the Indians are like spiritual fighting for their land. And you know, the, you know, you know, the white people that are just pretty much coming in, trying to take over the land. So it's like, there's already a negative in that aspect, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, these people were just like, you know, in these situations like the woman and the guy just trying to get by in this world that's going on around them, you know, just trying to find land and settle down. And it's just very, it's just very interesting watching them both fight. It's like, I've never, I don't really watch war scenes where I'm like, Oh, like, well, who am I going for in this war scene? And that's that's kind of how I get when I see the cowboys and Indians fight. So were and you, I, I've never really seen, like, a really good cowboy and Indian, like, movie done like this where they're fighting. And, like, so were you hoping the
1: Native Americans killed the lady? Or you just were conflicted?
0: No, but it's just, it's just very, like, interesting. Like, you can see why. Like, the Indians were living here. This was their land. They're Native Americans for a reason because they're native to the land. And then people are just here— doing these big, you know, patrols. And I'm sure there is a lot of situations where we weren't any more kind to their, their people, right. you know, that people, yeah, came I get in that. Like, obviously everyone's different, but at the time you're thinking like this group of people is fucking our land up. Not just these, these certain people are evil and these certain people are good. You look at it as like, yeah, these people killed my dad and there's grandfather and my great grandfather. Now we're always going to fight and die for them because of that. It doesn't matter. You killed You kill someone's dad, now their son is going to be after you. That's just how it is, like, especially back then. And and they're going to be way more generic. They're going to say it's this group of people that's that's behind it, not just, like, it's not Billy Nat. It's, like, you know, everyone here. So uh, that's just kind of where I see it. It's, like, I can see people defending their land, and then I can also see people trying to go to Oregon and try to get land and try to settle for a family. But both were so, like cool growing up that yeah. you kind of see him fight and you're like damn i wish you guys would just just you know just pop some deuces and smoke some peyote or something <laughs> all right
1: let's move on let's move on for the sake of time um the gold mine scene so this one for me was definitely the great the prettiest well shot scene i was okay with it being slower because there was so much to look at the whole time. Um, I, I learned a little bit about how the gold mining process works. I thought that part was, was pretty interesting about how he's, like, marking his holes. And then he was he was like, okay, you know, I found three flakes here, four flakes, ten flakes here. And then it was, like, declining as he went past it. So he knew, you know, relative to this area, this is where most of the gold is at. I liked all that. Um, him fishing for food, him, him like, you know surviving on the land again like i mentioned earlier in the scene i did really like that part um and then yeah again another twist where he finds the big gold and then the guy shoots him and then you think he's dead and then he flips around and then he kills him and all that um i thought was pretty well done but i was kind of thinking like when the guy it just seemed like that was the point of like every ending of every story there was going to be some like fake out or some like, we got you. You thought this was going to happen, but it, actually this happened. Like, it was almost becoming like a, like you could tell, like that was the style. Like yeah, a pattern. Yeah, like that was a pattern. Right. Um, so, like how you thought Buster Scruggs was going to be, like, invincible, and then you know, a got killed, and then you thought James Franco was going to escape, and you no know, Psyche didn't escape. Um, so that part of it, it kind of pros and cons, like it was becoming predictable, like you were starting to figure out, like, that's the pattern here. But I did really like that scene. I, I didn't love right. that scene. It just I, I agree with you on the
2: scenic beauty and yeah. uh, it was cool to see, and, and interesting to see the gold mining aspect. I guess it didn't have as much impact on me as the Oregon Trail because i I was more, uh, I was more like surprised by the Oregon Trail. I, I had known some stuff about the gold mining and all that. and then the um the ending and like what actually came of the scene, which was him getting shot in the back and playing dead somehow. And then it was just his guts, so he was able to actually. I mean, how did that scene even end? I, it really. I. I was not super into that that whole
1: section. He he flips around and kills the guy, so, and then he he loads up his horse with all the all the gold, and then he pretty much leaves, right? And that's it.
0: So, well, what I what I will say is interesting is that yeah, the guy gets shot, and at that point, you're like, oh damn, this guy just got fucked over. Like I was expecting almost. That's sort of where I was going. Like a lot of it, you know, the meal ticket guy gets killed, you know, death at the very end seemed like a normal pattern and like an unfair death almost in some ways seemed like a normal pattern, even though it's like, well, that's just the way it is. Kind of that's the theme I kind of got. And so, yeah, at the very end when um he gets shot in the back, I'm like, son of a bitch, this guy, you you fall in love with this guy who's like, out there he's triangulating this pocket he calls it mr pocket mr pocket yeah i'm coming like he's confident he knows and he see him he gets a couple fake he's like okay back now back down to two and like even that kind of is like whether how how accurate that is or not it's just very interesting to like see someone's mindset looking for gold back in the days because the gold rush really happened going out to california for gold like that was a straight up thing where people were like oh you can get rich off of gold like let's go do that it's, like, business endeavors were, were so much harder, I feel, back in the day than to, like, just apply for a license and use a bunch of money to, like, get a bunch of, you know, get a license and then you can start making money. I feel like back then it's, like, you got to, like, move away from your family and go to a place you've never been to and learn and, like, fucking really commit. And then if you don't, like, you got find something else that you're fucking good at because, you know, people are out here, you know, doing crazy things that just try to, like, make ends meet. Mm. But, yeah, when it comes to that, and then he turns around, and he – I guess the guy gets in the hole, and he turns around, and he kills him when he gets in the hole. And I love it when he gets up, and, like, I was laughing at – it. like, you don't laugh at it at first, but I I was laughing at him. He was like, you didn't hit anything important. You you shot right there. You didn't even hit anything important. And at that time, I'm like, damn it. This guy is probably going to die right here anyways. Like, he just got shot. Yeah, how did he sew up that wound? How um, did he f- how did he seal that win? I don't know, but like I was expecting him to like go die in the river or something like that. and like and like no one wins like Trent with the oddball on Halo, no <laughs> one's <God>. winning. <laughs> Throw it off the side. but but I was Deep so cut. happy because and he looked back and he was like, he's like, Mr. Pocket, like I, I'm coming back like I'm not I'm not leaving you here. And it was almost like they had a relationship which I loved. It was like him and this like segment of gold like, had a relationship he was talking to it the whole time. Like I'm looking for you. I know you're up there. Like, I know you can hear me. And like almost like the gold is wanting to be found and like encouraging him to like find him. And then like, and then like, I don't know. It was just another one of those, uh, you see all the animals disperse once he comes out. And then once he leaves again, after getting all the gold, all the animals and fish start coming back out to that little. And that, that was such a beautiful, I would say, Out of all the scenes in the movie, I would love to watch the woman who got rattled a full movie where she doesn't die and she actually goes with the husband and they make a life in Oregon. I would like to see that movie played out that trip and that I could see that being a movie. And then this goldmine scene, I could see the goldmine scene being a whole movie where you follow this guy that you know gets into it as a kid and then he goes out and finds you know i could just see that being a movie and some that i would watch the entire thing of just that story
1: all right let's talk about the last let's one go then. the last one yeah on un- un- the last one Unfold and i'm gonna go ahead all. and talk
0: about it. i got some notes on it real quick but this was the um this was the most interesting for me nick because like you said earlier it really kind of i think it kind of uh it kind of uh grabs the attention of everything that we've seen so far and let me see if I can pull up a quote from the Cause reaper. Because I,
1: I understood Lord what the reaper right was now, saying the about reaper. the, you know, like people when you see, like see them about when they're about to change over to the other side between life and death. Like I was picking up on that. The Frenchman's story in his argument with the lady, I just was not following that at all. Like. He was talking about her divorce and.
0: All right, let me go. Let me go into this. Ugh. Let me go into this. So there, there, are all these five different people from five different walks of life. Um, two of them, like the two reapers, are kind of together, but you could tell that they're all pretty much from different walks of life. that have different opinions on life, and I think there was um the trapper pretty much says, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm a trapper. I've been out, you know, I had a relationship with an Indian woman, and we couldn't re- we couldn't communicate with each other. Uh, we didn't speak the same language, but we would like. We had a relationship, and he said she was always vexed with me. I never knew why, but like one day she just left. But like they had a relationship where they like, even though they couldn't speak, they couldn't speak each other's language. Like they still lived with each other and probably made love and you know had you know had a time together, cooked food together, ate it together, lived with each other, helped each other. And he was pretty much saying that because after that I realized that all humans are like ferrets. They're all the same. They're all animals. And then the woman, the Christian woman is pretty much saying, no, there's only sinners and believers. There's only like people that don't sin and there's people that sin. I forget exactly what she said, but she's pretty much like my husband is, you know, he speaks on these higher end social things. And, you know, so I have a little bit of, you know, credentials talking about it. I'm not just talking out of my ass, which you can see was a big thing back then because no one had fucking credentials. And it was very much like where are you getting this information from? Because it's very, very hard to like pull out a phone and Google you right now. But (laughs) then, then it goes to the Frenchman and the Frenchman's like, well, what is love? Like everyone loves differently. The, your husband may not even love you the way you think he loves you. Maybe he loves you a completely different way. And maybe, maybe he doesn't even love you anymore. It's been three years. He's like, I'm not saying that's how it is, but you don't, you don't actually know how someone else feels about you. Just by just by talking to them and knowing, like, you don't know exactly how someone feels. They might tell you this and that, but, like, you really have no clue about how anyone truly feels about you. And that's all he was trying to say. And then um, I didn't remember exactly what the, the Reaper was saying, but pretty much the Reaper was... The Reaper was kind of, like, bringing the movie all together, saying, like, these stories are interesting to people because like you almost like relate to some parts of these stories but you don't want to relate to the full part because usually they die at the end but it's fun to like put yourself in like their moral situations and like
3: Mm.
0: have these thoughts and you know you kind of like some you know like there's so many things that can come up in a in a story where you kind of like oh i understand where they're coming from with that and it's just very i i forget the exact quote he said I, i would pull it up if i can but he he seemed to sort of uh, wrap up. He said, "We love hearing stories about ourselves. Um, they're us, but they're not us. Especially in the end. In the end, the midnight caller gets them all." Mm. He says, "But not me. I'll live forever."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, and then they're they're they get off and they're pulling the body off the roof. And you could tell the other three are pretty much like, "I don't know if it was like a." like a thing like where you've already died almost but it was very just a very interesting I guess he a very interesting dialogue uh, of people it was almost like three people walk into a bar you know like three random people walk into a bar what's their conversation going to be like oh this woman is going to think that people are this and this one person is going to think they're white and black one person is going to think people are good or bad one person is going to think that people are trappers or townsmen like it's so much about perspective and about where you come from that where you think that people are like this and like that, when reality, I like you. I kind of agree. You know, the Frenchman is like everyone is different, kind of. You know, everyone is their own person, and like you'll never know how they feel because they might think that love is a completely different thing than what you think love is. And so it's just a, it's a very. And that's pretty much
2: you know. all that scene. What like the whole scene was just that conversation that Stephen pretty much laid out right. verbatim. Like I mean, that's pretty miles. much exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much exactly what that scene was and what they're all talking about uh, summed up. And then they get off and they go inside and it's the end of the movie. Right.
0: I almost felt like, and I don't know this for sure, but I almost felt like these people had all died. (laughs) I feel like these people had all died and they were on their way to like the afterlife. Or something like that you know it was like this was like the transition and, well, the, I, and I could d- the, totally the be Frenchman... wrong by that but it just when when they're when they're calling the horsemen like slow down slow down and it looks like the reaper up there and like he's whipping the horse and he's not slowing down they're like no we have to get there we have we're all we are on a time frame even though you look like you're choking and you might die i feel like they were all like they, maybe yeah, they were already dead that. and like they were kind of just realizing it like the, the reapers the two guys on the other side were like yeah like this is what we do, you know, and I'm going to explain it to you. You think that, you know, you think you have it all figured out. I like watching people at the very end of their lives when they realize that they don't have it all figured out and they're trying to negotiate with the afterlife, negotiate with death, saying, oh, what did I do differently? I, I, I thought I had this all figured out, but oh, right. Now I know I can't live forever. Now I know I couldn't possibly be the quickest hands in the West forever. Eventually, someone is going to be faster than me. Eventually, someone is going to beat me. How could I have not thought of that earlier? It's like it's so clear to you once you're about to die, but up until you die, you're like, oh, I'm invincible.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can. That's kind of I what I took see from that. Scene. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit confusing at the end because then the guys go in with the body and then the other three people are like following very clearly, like disturbed by these two guys. And they're kind of looking at each other like, are we about to go in this hotel with this guy? These two guys that we know are like bounty hunters and then the movie kind of ends where, like, the Frenchman's, like, looking around. The stagecoach guy, like, walks past him. You never see his face. And then, like, the Frenchman just, like, walks inside, and that's the end. And maybe that is the end of the movie is well, is they're just – they're all going and to their also death. also you and, notice like, – They're all going to their death, and they're realizing maybe that that is when they die. I don't know.
2: I see something here she that's also, saying I feel that like- is
1: – that's accurate.
2: It says, it's strongly implied the trapper, Frenchman, and lady are actually dead. Uh,
0: oh, no. And another reason I will say this is because she keeps saying, oh, my, we've been away for three years, but now we're going to be reunited. Almost like her husband had died and it's been three years and it was almost like this. It was almost like, all right, these three people had died and. This is sort of what they took from life. All right. This trapper thinks that people are trapper or townsmen. They think he thinks that everyone's ferrets. That's what that's what life showed him. Mm-hmm. And this woman, no, life showed me that everyone's sinners or this. Like, you don't know about life. I know about life because my husband, you know, And then this guy's like, well, you know, who knows what any of those people thought, You know, like, who knows if he even still loves you? It's been three years, like, He's like, I'm not saying that's true, but it's just very much like I feel like those three people had very different influences on their life. And, like, even though they're dead, they have these outlooks on what life is, and they're all super different from each other. It's almost like you go ask someone at your job, like, some advice. It's almost like even though they're all – you're all doing the same job, it could be like you get very different advice from everyone because it's just – it's catered to their personality.
2: All right, let me read this real quick. It says – Ultimately, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, meaning nods to death, human nature, and ideals that lead people through life toward the inevitable. And the kicker is that a lot of the social commentary made in the film is still relevant by today's standards. Placing these stories in the Old West only magnifies the fact that the status quo has changed little since then.
0: I I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. It's like the overall, like the meal ticket, the overall theme is still there. Someone can still kick you to the curb. As soon as you're not worth anything to them Right Even though they might have been bringing you around the whole time Doing everything for you All this As soon as you're not making them any more money Goodbye Mm. Like I'll I'll see you later It's like you're not even worth it to me anymore Like no matter what personal relationship we had in the past Like you're good as down on that bridge Than you are me pulling you around in this car Now this chicken is more worth it to me And there was a lot of things like that Even Buster Scruggs saying Well I guess I couldn't be top dog forever Like but how could I have not seen that Of course like you know, I'm going back to back with all these things. Like, I'm doing these trick shots, and it's—I think that's the whole theme of the movie—is just death and you know what people think of it up until it happens. All right, and, boys. You know. Yeah, let's get, let's, let's get into the reviews. Let's get into the reviews here. It.
2: Let's get into it. I want to hear Steven, Stephen, you have to kick it. I think it was a it. great
0: movie. I'll keep it short. I think it was. Um, I like that it was uh, the six separate stories. If I could go back, I would definitely like to see the woman. Oregon Trail movie done and I would love to see the gold mining uh, movie done but the other ones were very much like a no country for old men to me where I was very uncomfortable and and I wouldn't want to go back for those scenes ever but it was very much like this is interesting that this is a very realistic possible way that things could have gone and what could have gone through people's mind to um, get them to make these decisions and you know obviously there was like the embellishment of the west and like the satire funny of like oh really well if this happened then i'm sure this is what it looks like right here five fingers off oh five bullets well i only got one more in the chamber let's not play it too fancy here with a you know mirror looking backwards it's like let's be real about what really probably happened back in the day this none of this shit probably happened There was people that were probably lying and that other people just wrote it down in books and now some people believe they're real, and some people believe uh, this is probably embellished. But either way, we're going to sort of give you the both sides of it. So I liked it. I'm going to give it uh four.
1: Four stars for Mr. Strada. Okay, Strata. four
2: stars for Mr. Strada. Trent, I'm going to need you. Um, you're freaking a leak here, right? Yeah, so
1: I'll go last.
0: Nickel peak that freak later.
2: Okay, so... um i'm trying to change my tune on this one a little but i i'm really i really don't, don't think i'm going to go into Trent. this i yeah i can't let steven sway me with this even going he's got, into a, the he's got away with stuff words. i mean
1: he's got away with words
2: yeah he really does i i see i guess i'm at least seeing now steven your point of view on the movie and and the critics point of view on the movie um even with all that said, with all the meaning and all the deep cuts with the references to the 14th president and how that relates to this and this relates to that, it still, at the end of the day, was, to me, not a good movie, not f- enjoyable. Not, it doesn't even have to be enjoyable. I, I can call Nocturnal Animals, like, uncomfortable, right? But that movie had an impact on me in a way where I, like, thought really hard about that movie, And how it changed how I perceive, you know, things. This movie had no impact on me. I just was like ready for each scene to be over. And so for those reasons, I'm going to give it a much lower score. Um, I guess the acting was done well for a merit in the movie. I will say Liam Neeson like did a good job as being the asshole and and stuff like that. Um, And I appreciate looking into the meaning behind all this that it it at least did have some deep interesting stuff when you get into it but at the end of the day i just didn't care to look into it i didn't care about any of the any of the scenes i thought you know there were some of the favorite scenes like we talked about earlier but i won't go into those let me just put a bow on this and say i think this movie was for me no impact and i'm going to give it a 1.5 Oh, Could, didn't like the movie. Lowest on a hypocritic record. Did not Miller. like the movie.
0: Lowest wow. on a hypocritic record. Trimps. Yep, that's right. Damn. It's in Never the ones. Never have we been in the ones? I think, Trimps. Steven, I think you've given. It's in them. the ones. This is like. You might as well have just saw the shittiest YouTube video of the world. It was a, a really bad <laughs> this is a one this is 1.5 times better i thought it was the really bad crappiest oh my god YouTuber. i'm gonna we're, we're giving meadow woods a zero right we're at meadow woods is at the zero I mean, probably is the yeah day. that's a zero. Is a zero that's a strong this zero. so this is 1.5 times better than meadow woods this like. is 1.5 <laughs> times
2: better than meadow woods because of the singing a lot and the folklore like i it wasn't for me at all just yeah. at all nick please i right. nick, i want to hear what you think nick
1: let me back that up a hundred and twenty million percent um, <laughs> this this movie, I mean, take it out back, shoot it behind the shed with Mr. <laughs> President, everybody. I mean Ballad of Mr. Scrugs more like Ballad of Mr. Oh scrotum, okay, Ballad of Mr. Scrotum is what <laughs> oh they should call it. This movie was a, a sleeper from the start. So, yeah, Rachel and I are looking at each other just like, like you said, like, what the fuck do we get it ourselves and do with mm. this movie? And not only was it a snooze fest from the beginning, but with it being two hours and 15 min- minutes, I was just like, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. I I just feel like they picked the worst the worst uh, note to start on. Like, I, I can give it a little bit of merit for the, the – you know two of the seven things i liked were the gold one and then i liked the end of the mr uh miss you know miss mrs long Longabow yeah scene with with that i thought that was okay but i i enjoy movies that have themes and a lot of symbols but when it has to be done in this way where there's so much talking and not enough action or it doesn't even have to be action but just the movie to me was just like hundred percent dialogue, and again, like Steven said, the way that they talked was so old timey. Like, and that's saying a lot for me because I love, I love um, the Shia Moonshine movie, Lawless. I love, I love that movie. I love Peaky Blinders. Like, I love old timey stuff. But the way that they, it was just the way that they were talking was just s- so hard to follow. And then the first scene. With when he started going up into the sky with the (laughs) angel wings, and then after he shot off the fingers, I was just like, "I'm done. I'm done with this movie. It's not for me. I want to give it some, you know, benefit of the doubt." But, uh, yeah, it just was a sleeper from start to finish, and it was so long. I had to, I, I had, I fell asleep during the Miss Longbow scene. I had to wake up this morning and rewatch that through to the end. Um, I will say now that you've explained more about it, I do appreciate what you're saying and all those themes um, and the life and death and the moralities of people and knowing people. And like you said, like the the whole uh, armless kid scene, I didn't catch any of the whole like we'll, t- we'll cast you aside as soon as you're invaluable. I, I just I couldn't I couldn't pick up on any of that because I was so just annoyed with how how much singing and songs? Even songs that you, I just didn't understand. I didn't know where the movie was going. Um, I won't be it anymore, Trent. I'm right there with you, my boy. This is yeah, a 1.5 movie. I almost, to, I almost went to. I almost went to. I almost went to. I was gonna let Steven sway me potentially to go to, Yeah, yeah. I was he like, almost nah, sweet I'm gonna give to this me. an all-time low 1.5. Guys, I don't want to sway you. I will say dude. though oh my that.
0: I do think I do think that movies are very particular for people and I and what I liked about this is that it was like six different movies in my opinion six different ones they all had some s- satirical to different levels some were turned up way more than others but they all had like this underlying meaning of death and life and uh, what's good and what's bad and kind of things you don't really think about and like putting people in these like Situations like where you, would you steal bread to feed your family? Kind of situations like these really hard moral like, you're not in the wrong, but you know these are moral issues that we you know you have to I, face uh, on a daily basis, and that's what was interesting about it for me. It was like it was like there were just different stories. It was everyone was different, and it wasn't exactly like they were all great. And I would want to go see the movie for all of them, but to get the gist and to get the idea of it was great. But I also feel like. Even listening to this uh, Bob Sports, Blo- Bobby Blockbusters, you know, going on with the movies, what I, what more and more of that I real about, realize about movies is that just like music, they're so particular, and there's right. so many options out there that, like, for anyone to be, like, a hit for anyone is kind of, like, astronomical, really, to, like, really hit the head on the hammer because we're so unique and so individualistic, and what is interesting for someone might be the exact reason you're it's not right. interesting for someone else and it's also like uh, going into it i feel like the podcast sometimes it kind of feels like it's a chore like all right now we have to watch this movie and like now if you're not into it from the beginning it's like it feels just like a chore it's like oh yeah. now i just got to get through this movie right and that's and where like when, when, I watched, when i watched when i like. watch this movie if 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 i had never seen the movie and you guys had chosen it it might have started off the same exact way for me because when i first saw it like I I didn't realize it was gonna uh, be different movies, but I knew immediately like, oh, I'm not gonna watch this whole movie if it's Buster Scruggs the entire time doing this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not gonna sit here for an hour and a half watching that. No way. Stephen, what's funny? But to see a little segment and like you know of each of it was like just just enough of things to just where you get the gist and then you can move on to the next one. What's
1: funny is I did the same as you. I saw this movie in my Netflix feed one day. I turned it on. And this came back to me as, as I watched it last night. The first time I put this movie on, I got 10 minutes into it with him on the horse singing. And I was like, no, not for me. Can't do it. I, I'm not in, I'm not feeling it immediately. And I turned it off after like 10 minutes. And then as soon as we started this movie, I was like, god damn, <laughs> this is that movie that I turned off, isn't it? <laughs> and I was just hoping it would win me back, but it just never did. But um, all that said, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you 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 see where we're coming from. You're, uh, you're not overly sensitive I do. about our reviews. And, and which movies is, are always going to uh, be like that. They're going to yeah. be
0: so like particular and subject. Even listen to the Bobby blockbuster, which is the Bob does sports podcast. Brilliantly done. If you want to check it out, but even him, they're like, Oh, I'm trying to find a movie for Bob. You know, we keep recommending these good movies. and like some of the movies you guys have recommended in the past that I don't really like. And like, Some I'm like, oh, I can see how I like it. But then it's like, now what they're doing is they're trying to just find a movie that he likes. So they're really trying to cater to just him. Like, well, what do you like? Oh, you like sports movies. You like comedies. Like, you like feel-good movies. All right, we're going to, like, go just down that genre because we know that's going to be something that that gets you.
1: That segues beautifully into what i'm about to get into which is my oh, oh i know
0: what it is you dirty bitch. i've teased
1: it i've teased it and i c- i can't delay this movie because it was so okay, good to me doing um it. i i heard about this movie <laughs> on on their podcast and i was like I, I gotta check it out i gotta see what it's about um this is an academy award best picture movie green book just watched it the other day and I, I will be very surprised if if at least one of you doesn't like it. Um, I think give us a, you'll give be us surprised a if one, one of us doesn't All right, like so it? No, I'll, I, I would be surprised if at least one of you doesn't like it. Oh, and I okay. think Steven, from the get-go, is going to like this movie because it has a very Italian culture um, early on in the movie. But it's, it's essentially about this. It's kind of back in the, I think, during the 50s. And it's kind of like an ex- Mobster kind of guy who gets this opportunity to be this famous um, black pianist, uh, basically like chauffeur, like his driver, and it's basically just a heartwarming story about them traveling across the country and their like growing friendship and how they like learn about kind of their differences and the, like the cultural stereotypes and like just it's a very heartfelt movie. There's definitely going to be some. Some elements of race and stuff like that and you know i'm definitely gonna preface we're, we're approaching this from three white guys reviewing this movie but um i still think like we can offer some good insight on this movie we definitely can't approach it from you know a black person's perspective but um this movie is just too heartfelt too heartwarming um it's got a music element of it which i know trent and steven if you guys liked ray you're probably gonna like some of that uh piano um, elements of the movie but I won't give away too much. I think it's a damn good movie and I'm excited to review it. Yeah, I saw
2: the trailer for it and and it, yeah. and it, it looked good. um it looked like a legit drama, good movie. Good Nick pick for sure. I'm excited.
1: And I will say the trailer good doesn't even pick. do it justice. I mean, just the thought of like a guy driving around, you know, this 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 other guy and like the roles are reversed, mm-hmm. you know. Like that doesn't even do it justice. There's so much no, more sugar. meat to the yep. movie, but um I'm excited to review cool. it. Cool
0: boys alright boys that's another Hippocritic podcast follow us on the Instagram at hypocritic underscore podcast email hypocritic podcast at gmail give us a five stars and a review on that platform hit us up we love you guys There's out